Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> this interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. The Tighthead prop is a position that involves being in the front row of the scrum, supporting the hooker. The explanation is too long for this story, but we encourage you to research and understand the origin of the name and become a fan of not only the beer, but the sport it represents. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. So there it was, in the Wombat Den, another super special episode, another in-guest studio brought to you by Tight Head Brewing Company. We have the head coach of the Iowa State men's rugby team and the Sevens National Championship coach, Ant Fryan. Ant, how you doing? Woo-hoo! Doing great, boys. <laughs> how you guys doing tonight? You know, if I was any better, it'd be a sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm doing pretty good. No. Glad to have you here. This is exciting. Glad, for you. glad to be here, boys. What's all been happening since the last time you joined us? <laughs> Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Well, before we get into that, Phil, you stopped by Gateway Market downtown Des Moines to pick up, you know, some of our favorite beers from our favorite brewery, Tighthead Brewing Company. I did. And what did you pick up for us? I picked this up, a pitcher of nectar, an IPA. We haven't had this one yet. It's a India Pale Ale. So. I'm, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. It's a New England-style IPA brewed with little to no bittering hops. Instead, heavy whirlpool and dry hop additions create a beer with restrained bitterness and huge hop flavor and aroma. All right. Yeah, let's give this a go. (laughs) Cheers to Iowa State winning national title. (laughs) Oh, no. All over the mic. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, for an IPA. Yeah. For an IPA, that's not bitter yeah. at oh, all. Oh shit, that's seven point three percent. Well, we don't work tomorrow. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we don't. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really smooth for yeah. seven point three. Yeah. No bitter. Yeah. That's that's good. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Nectar of the gods. <laughs> yeah. So Ant, yeah, all kidding aside, uh, big thing we wanted to have you in because obviously Huge accomplishment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't state it enough. And I feel like, too, like we've talked to you. I, I have the stats somewhere. Like, I think this might be your fifth appearance or so on the show, second time in the studio. And I feel like, too, not that we're like, uh, I'm trying to think of a PC way to say it. I know how I want to say it, but uh, 
we're really giving you compliments. <laughs> um, but like, it, and we say it every time, like the program you're building, the the guys buying in, and the product on the field, like. I feel like this is a culmination of all of that. Um, can you just kind of tell us now that you've had a full week now to reflect and kind of take everything in and you look back at this year and the last couple of years, kind of just, you know, where are you at mentally? Like, how does it feel? Like, what's what's going through your head? Well, it, so it's funny. Uh, after we finally won it, um, you guys will think this is funny. So as the game ended, we scored to go up two possessions on the mm-hmm. last phase. And I'm sitting there, my voice is completely gone, and I'm screaming at Roe and Collins, Roe, 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 make it dead. Get the ball back, make it dead. And so I'm yelling that, and then all of a sudden it kind of hit me like, mm-hmm. even if they score here, we're national champions. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it was, it was a great feeling, realizing that. And then, you know, we're celebrating on the field, mm-hmm. and... You know, the 5'8 Army is what I like to call Rowan Collins and <laughs> Tyler Cahill and Wes Cummings. You know, we're kind of sitting there we're like, what do we do now? Like, we, we don't know what we're supposed to do. And, right. you know, especially, you know, with how Boulder went, you know, we, we just didn't execute out mm-hmm. there. And, you know, how Saturday went in San Jose, it mm-hmm. felt really good to come out on top. Yeah. Right. Well, and I feel like, too, the, the photo I used last week to promote that you are going to be here, like... That was like that exact moment. You can see like you're in that acceleration, like using all of your power to just run onto the field. And that pure just like joy and like, I don't know if relief is the right word or just, you know, excitement of like, we did it. And like not knowing like what now, because you guys have been so close. And I feel like every time you make a post on social media, it's like the first time in club history, the most historic this, like, and now to have the first ever national title, I mean... That's huge. And I I think it's even cooler. I mean, obviously you want that 15th national title, but in a way to keep fighting, to be resilient and to end the season and to get one, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Can you speak to the players? Like, how did they react to that? Do you think like, what was their kind of mindset losing 15s, you know, runner up, which is amazing, but still having that fight to come back and win sevens. Yeah. So when we got back into town, that Monday, you know, it was kind of everything was back to normal. And then about halfway through the day, Wes Cummings actually texted me and he's like, hey, it just kind of hit me mm-hmm. like <laughs> that we lost mm-hmm. that game and like how close we were and it lost. And, you know, me and him just talked about the goal was we were going to leave San Jose on a positive note. Mm-hmm. We, right. we didn't care what it was, whether it was first, third, fifth, seventh, ninth. We didn't care. We wanted to end it on a positive note. And, you know, that week we got back. We had two weeks of prep mm-hmm. once we got back from Denver. One of those weeks was finals and graduation week. Mm-hmm. That's tough. So, I mean, guys were kind of all over the place, and frustrations definitely started mounting, especially mm-hmm. on Thursday. You know, it's a veteran group yeah. that we had with some really strong leaders, and just they went from 15s to 7 so easily the first time when mm-hmm. we won the conference title, and the second time it just, for whatever reason, wasn't clicking. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of frustration there. And, you know, we just, we got together and I talked to them each individually. I was like, what, what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what we need to do. Last year, we thought we could have won it all if injuries hadn't derailed us last right. year. And we just had some honest conversations and we had a really good week of prep nice. going into it. And I think that was one of the big things for the guys was, you know, the pressure was off of them. You know, the being the first team that's done everything 
it's great and it's exciting when it works. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't, mm. it puts that weight of the world unfairly on some guy's shoulders. Right. Because I was going to ask, too, like, did you think that they felt added pressure or maybe things weren't clicking the second time? Because you said veteran group, you, you listed off some seniors. Like, this is their last chance yeah, at it. Yeah. And so did, do you could you feel them putting pressure on themselves? Like, it's this or, like... I'm done. My yeah. career's over. You could feel that. Yeah, and that was de- that was definitely fair. I mm-hmm. mean, and I think on Saturday, especially of the tournament, you know, going through pool play, played the ACR selects first, didn't play great against them, especially mm-hmm. defensively. Came back and beat Western Washington thirty-five nothing, which was like, okay, yep, we got this. Like both defense, offense, clicking. everything. Clicking. Things are just kind of yep. moving. Clinical, yeah. everything. Nice. And then it got to, okay, if you win this next game, you're through to the semis, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. And we struggled with UTSA. Credit, all the credit to them. They, the Roadrunners. Yes, yeah. the Roadrunners. Uh, my NCAA 14 Dynasty yeah. team this offseason. <laughs> but all the credit to them. I mean, they, they came out and they hit us in the mouth. Yeah. And we, we were through to the semis, so we, we tried a different lineup against Oregon and did not go well. We mm-hmm. found ourselves in a 19 nothing hole. But oh, wow. you only lost by two points, didn't you? Did you come back? Or? Yeah, so what happened was it was 19 nothing. Nick Baines chips ahead, scores mm-hmm. to make it 19-7. We're like, okay, we're going to the half down two possessions. Mm-hmm. Oregon immediately scores right Oof. before the half. Shouldn't let them do that. We we had some very frank words at <laughs> halftime. Someone uh, said, hey, we shouldn't have let him do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a more colorful way, but yeah. And, you know, we, we made some further changes to our lineup. Some guys just weren't performing, and they just needed a reset yeah. on it. Um, yeah. And we came back, and that second half is the best this group's ever played, sevens. Nice. I Even championship game semifinals, that was yeah. the best they've played. Yeah. But we were frustrated. Right. I mean... We, we had a chance to potentially tie the game at the end, and Wes tried to make a play to get the ball centered, and it just didn't work out. I mean, that that's rugby sevens. That's right. why it's so tough. And I like the format they did because you had eight teams there, right? Uh, ten teams. Ten teams. Okay, yep. so ten teams are there. And, you know, you lose a match, you're not out of it. You know, when I look at the high school league, you know, eight teams qualify – if you lose your first match, best you can finish is fifth. fifth. Yeah, that's tough. And we know sevens, it's like, and how close like those high school matches were. One bad bounce, and you go from being maybe one of the top teams in the state to, oh, I'm going to finish between fifth and eighth. So, like, to have that opportunity, like, you know what? We're on to the next day. Yeah. We can tinker with some things. We can reset some guys. That, that's that got to feel good as a coach to be able to know, like, it's not like we have to win every single match Otherwise, we're gone. Yeah. Right? I it, mean... And that was the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. we we were all pretty frustrated mm-hmm. after that Oregon game. Just being honest, I'm sure... Is it because you knew you guys should that, have That's what that? the frustration gotcha. was. It wasn't like, oh, we lost, we all suck. It right. was, hey, we're not playing to our standard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we're in the semifinals, but we know we cannot win a national championship playing this right. way. Right. And that that's where the frustration came from. That's what makes this group special is mm-hmm. they're mature enough to realize it's not just about what's in front of them. Right. And sometimes I feel like teams too could crumble or fall apart because I think a lot of teams, you know, they know what good rugby looks like. They know what, when they play their best rugby, what yeah. it looks like. But to have an open and honest conversation in the moment without ripping each other's heads off yeah. and like just completely derailing the team and being toxic, like to be constructive and like, this sucks, let's fix it. Yeah. And then they do. I mean, 
That's rare. Yeah. Is that something that you feel like you've instilled into this program, or is this uh, a, a chance for you to just talk about your guys, about the character they have? Is that something you've seen them develop over the last four years? Uh, is it different for every guy? Like, how does kind of walk us through kind of that the makeup of this team, the chemistry of this team to basically be like, you have all these you know crazy components, and it worked. What makes it work? So obviously, it starts and probably ends with. The five eight army of Cahill, <laughs> Collins, and Cummings. I mean, the, those three lead by example, but they mm. also communicate in very different ways. Um, and then, you know, surrounding them, they were there for the first CRC. Mm. And then around them, you got Nick Baines, who was a freshman, the first CRC. And this year's really developed as just a leader. Mm -hmm. um, you got the Miller twins, who are mm, just yep. yes sir, no sir. This is my job. I'm going to do it, mm -hmm. guys. You've got, and they were there at the beginning. You got Aiden Lewis off the bench, who's mm -hmm. another just doer. You've got Nick Gill off the bench, who's a doer. And then you've got some role players in there, mm -hmm. you know, that just get it. And I think their ability of to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things we really drove home this year is communication is not just talking, it's also listening. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not listening, you're not communicating, right. you're just talking at each other. Yeah. So for them to be able to let me be the bad cop when I need to be the bad cop, mm -hmm. but also they could be the bad cop sometimes, mm -hmm. it kept everything fresh. And like, you know, once we got back to the hotel, we took two hours mm -hmm. where I told them, go to your rooms and just sit in your rooms. And they <laughs> joked that they were grounded. <laughs> it reminds me of that Dr. Steve Brule one where he gets real mad. And he's like, we're just going to sit here. And be quiet. <laughs> Your bud would always quote that. Like he would say when his students were being bad yeah. and he didn't know what to say. He didn't know how to like reprimand them. He would just say, we're just going to sit here and be quiet. And he'd fold his arms. Just be, hmm. And everyone would sit there like, what is happening? <laughs> but you guys knew what was yeah. happening. They understood like we got to, everyone has to mentally reset themselves mm -hmm. and you need space. Yep. Because sometimes, yeah, if in those high pressure moments, yeah. If I'm near someone in those two hours, maybe I'm going to argue with them. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. bad vibes going into the next day. Like, yeah. you got to clear it out your own it's special just, way. And... Yeah. Or just get a chance to decompress a little bit just from everything and yeah. relax a little bit. Yeah, and a, and a coach that will uh, <laughs> remain unnamed may or may not have went for a two-mile walk uh, around San Jose. Just got out of the uh, Suburban and just started walking. Yeah, why not? I, I mean, did, did they at least have their Apple Watch on so it counted as an exercise, or did they get their steps? Uh, I got uh, Life Three Sixty on here, so oh, my, so my wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh dang! Got him. Yeah. <laughs> you never saw it coming. We just like verbally tabletop. <laughs> no, but then you know we went and got dinner as a group. That's something that's always been important with this yeah. group: sharing meals together and just yep. spending time together. And got back to the hotel and you know started really diving into Fresno film and just yeah. really shot the guys a text, you know, Wes, Tyler, Rowan, the twins, Drew and Baines, just told them, hey, come to me in Owen's room. Mm -hmm. Let's just all sit down and talk. And we had a very player-led, frank discussion about minor tweaks we needed to make that weren't working. Mm -hmm. I laid out what I was seeing from Fresno and we came out with a pretty good game plan. But the important thing was after we did that, we sat in that room for probably 45 minutes to an hour just telling dumb college stories, watching playoff <laughs> basketball, nice. and just kind of enjoying like, hey, this is our second to last night like together as a team. Mm -hmm. Win or lose, mm -hmm. tomorrow's it. So yeah. Yeah. we got 28 minutes, so we need to figure it out. 
Yeah. No, that's cool that you can like stop and appreciate that moment and like really kind of take it in when it's like you can get so caught up in like what's next that you kind of like, oh shoot, the whole weekend's over and I didn't even like realize I was there because this is kind of like real random. This past weekend I was at a wedding and man, the pastor said something weird that like really like stuck in my head and I'm thinking of it here. Resignated with you a little bit maybe? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when he was talking about, hey, everyone here is joining for this couple. Hey, congrats, Dustin Tag, um, <laughs> high school friend. But like the pastor said, like, never again, like all the people that are gathered in this room, like this is this is it. You know, like this exact combination of people. And like, I don't know, like kind of thinking in that hotel room, like that's that last time you're going to be like, hey, we're on the road together. For you as a coach, it's going to be new guys. For a lot of those guys, they're going to be on different clubs next year yeah. or coaching or wherever life takes yeah. them. This group of guys exactly com- like comprised the way it is. Like That's it. So like the fact you could actually like enjoy that before it was over, yeah. that's, that's yeah. really cool. And I think that's really important. Yeah, and that's something we talked about all semester was, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have been around the game for a while. Mm-hmm. You've leave that last game and you're like oh yeah these are gonna be my friends forever we're gonna be at each other's weddings and Mm -hmm. stuff but life happens right yeah i mean there's just guys you're never gonna see again Mm -hmm. and i didn't want this group to not understand that until Mm -hmm. it was too late yeah Mm -hmm. and i think they got it right i mean that was that was the big thing was they understood that and Mm -hmm. appreciate it because this this group they were joking like if you lined up all 10 teams that were at that tournament Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all conference champions, conference runners up. You look at every team there, and you pick someone off the street and say, "Hey, pick the order of finish." Mm-hmm. We probably would have been picked towards the bottom. You know, that connection these guys had together was what carried them. It wasn't. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like we have someone that's going to walk onto the Eagles. Fresno right. State does, but we didn't. And you know, being able this group to come together, I mean, that that was huge for them. Does Fresno State have a guy that's going to the the Shield? Isaiah Cruz, yeah. yeah. And Mike has younger brother, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so when you said that, it just hit me. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, because as I looked at, like, Phil was talking yeah. about how the Shield... Uh, They'll be coming up here. The Combine yeah. for the MLR draft is coming up. They've been announcing people. Yeah. And it's like, Lindenwood Life. You know, we yeah. got a guy from Iowa Central, Aiden Farrell. Yeah. But, like, other than that, it's all the big names. And then I remember... Fresno State. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and that, to be honest, that's what our game plan was when we played them was, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? This kid is an incredible talent. Don't let him get the ball. <laughs> yeah, or it was just don't let him beat you. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a sevens game, even the best players can only touch the ball so many times. Exactly, right? yeah. Yep. So every time he had the ball, it was, hey, if you're in front of him, you hit him. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if he passes passes it and we're playing six on six. Mm-hmm. Just hit him and take him out of it. Yeah. And I'll bet... Our six. Our other six against their other six. Yes. I'll take those chances. Yeah, and the first try of the game was just Rowan Collins doing exactly that. Ball mm-hmm. squirts out. Tyler Cahill scoops it up, and he's gone. And I think that really got the guys going, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So going into the last game, you know, you win that match against Fresno State, and then you see a familiar opponent mm-hmm. in the conference, and also, um, you know, you know their coaching staff. You know them very well. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, Big Red, you, like what a what a national championship! Too, yeah. Like Nebraska, I would say you guys go all the way to San Jose to play each other in a fourteen-minute match. Uh, how, what was that like when you saw they made it through, and then kind of being like, you know, this is a team we know, this is a team we've played in fifteens, 
and we've had their number in 15s, but again, sevens is a different game. Yep. You know, what's the mindset when it's like, hey, it's Nebraska? Well, so we lost Tyler Cahill in that semifinal game. Knee injury, still mm-hmm. awaiting results on that. So, you know, being down one of, you know, your captains, core right. players, seeing a Nebraska team that we're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've played them during COVID. We were playing yep. the Lincoln Wolves that had a bunch of them oh, on yeah. it, you know. We're very, our senior class, their senior class, they know us, we know them, our coaches know each other, we steal things from each other. Um, Going into the tournament originally, uh, I talked to Rich Cortez, who runs college rugby for the ACR, and I was like, hey, if you're going to seed us as the one seed, Nebraska needs to be at least the two seed. If you think we're that good, they are just as good. And that's pretty impressive. So that's that's like, interesting. That's yeah. how it ended up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wish I would have bet on it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but you know, we knew that they were good, and we knew that they had yeah. every chance to make mm. it to that finals as well. It was nice, you know, after seeing all these teams that we had never seen before. We'd only seen them on film, and mm-hmm. you know, watching film, there's you never know. You never know. Yeah, knowing that. They were going to make some adjustments, and we had a pretty good idea what their adjustments were going to be going mm-hmm. into it. Um, and we we knew that if we just played our game, and you know we had championship effort for 14 minutes, that's something we talked about yeah. throughout that warm up, that we could win that. And right, right. you know, the, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when was the moment that you felt like this is ours? Was there a moment in that game where you're just like? Like yeah, we're doing in, this. It's in the bag. Kind of yeah, really. or like you just kind of had in the back, like in the back of your head. I mean, kind of peeling back a little bit. I know as a coach, it's like, hey, we're not done until the whistle, but come on, you can tell us. I mean, there had to have been a moment where you're like, we're, we got this. Well, you know, nerves went to ease pretty early mm-hmm. in the game. So Justin Johnson mm-hmm. is one of those players that uh, his performance against Oregon was one of the ones that was not up to par. Mm-hmm. Didn't use him in the Fresno State game. Well, with Tyler Cahill being injured, we ended up starting him in the championship game. Gotcha. And, you know, early on, he gets a ball on the wing. And going in, we had told the guys, like, you got to back yourself on the perimeter. Like, yeah. just trust your speed. And you could see on the video, I'm running down the sideline, waving him in like a third base coach. <laughs> telling him just to go. go. Just to go. Because, you know, they had a kid that could have had an angle. And if Justin even thinks about it, he definitely has it. Yes. Yep. Mm. Yep. But, yeah, no, Justin scoring in the corner, and that's when it's like, okay, so we've got something from outside of our core mm-hmm. already in this game. Mm. We're, we've got a 5 nothing lead with right. something outside the core. Let's trust our core can, you know, yes. cancel out their core. Right, right, right. And that put it to ease, you know. Um, you know, Nick, Nick Baines and uh, Sam Miller scoring definitely helped, you know, mm-hmm. t- taking a two-possession lead in the second half and – what we talked about was just no home runs. No home runs mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, Zach Thies hits another home run like he's done against us a million times for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But then the guys didn't blink. And that yeah. was, when they didn't blink after that, that mm-hmm. was kind of when I was like, okay, we, we've got a shot right. to actually win this thing. Right. Again, it, just that composure of your yeah. team and to kind of know the scenario, know the situation, know what's at stake, but also... Being able to not let that kind of blind them yeah. by being mm-hmm. under the big lights where it's like, no, we're going to play our game. Like, And again, it comes back to culture. You have a guy, his weekend's all over the place. Yeah. He, he doesn't play well, sit him out against Fresno. Now he's starting in the championship, opens up with a score. 
That doesn't happen, I don't think, with good culture. Because how many teams have you been a part of or heard about or you've seen where it's like, hey, we're going to do something different with the lineup because of X, Y, Z, and then that player goes, screw this, I'm out. I'm done. Or no. they're pouting yeah. and they're doing whatever, you know. Literally it's over. walk off the field sometimes. It's over, you know. And then it's like, okay, well, that guy's done. Yeah. And then everyone's kind of like, ooh, what's the coach going to do? What's going to yeah. happen? No, this guy understood what was happening, knew his role, knew he had a place and a purpose with this team and that he had, you know, he was going to provide something. And then, boom, the moment he gets his yeah. chance, he makes the most of it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like when I tell the Valley guys when I'm talking to our subs and Parker's talking to the starters and I'm talking to those, those finishers and it's like, make the most of every minute. You know what I mean? Like, you might only get one minute. You might get 13. Yeah. You might get 14. You know? You mm-hmm. don't know. And that's the thing. So, Nick Baines went down in that semifinal game in, like, the first, second minute and was able to come back in the second half. But I just went with Ian Klein, who's a freshman from Ankeny. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on any of the select sides. Wasn't an all-state kid. Kid that's just been in the program mm-hmm. for the his freshman year and got better every single day. Nice. It was nice. a no hesitation. Yep, Ian, you're going in. 13 minutes. You're right across from... The best player in the country. Go have fun, kid. <laughs> and then that's the kid who's going to come back next year. Yeah. And he's better for that experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for you, like, just as a coach, like, hey, trust me, we're all right. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm putting you here because I know you can do it. Yeah. I know you're going to rise to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, having that faith in your players, I think, is is huge as well. Is there yeah. any other people or any other, like, shout-outs you want to give, kind of, as we're talking about, like, that main championship match just kind of... Any other things from that moment? I mean, there, there's a lot of people, so I don't know how much time you've got. So, Brother, we don't work tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> there we go. No, I mean, I think if you go back to kind of the beginning with this group, you know, guys like Jimmy Elder, who mm. helped me coach yeah. and helped me kind of invent this seven system that yeah. we've been running. You know, he's a guy, got married, moved away, mm-hmm. was in my wedding still. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still very close friends. And, you know, the, it's funny you hear the guys say, like, hey, remember, Jimmy always said, you know, you know, <laughs> be fast but not in a hurry and stuff like that, you know. Write that down. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've always meant to say that. I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> but it's like, you know, stuff like that. You've got, you know, Owen McGuffin, who's mm-hmm. a guy who played for me. You know, went and tested his hand professionally, came back with some things he had to work on, and he just didn't mope about it. He yeah. went into coaching, and, you know, it's, it's great. Some of these guys have spent a lot of time around me over the years, and, <laughs> you know, he keeps it fresh. It's the same message, but it's a different voice, and I think that's really, yeah. really big with them. And, you know, the parents, damn, we had a great group of parents Uh this year that they put their lives on hold for mm-hmm. two, three months and traveled across the country. And, you know, we're in there Saturday. It's, Hey, do the boys need food? Yeah. They're going to need it later. Okay. They're off. They're off to Walmart, mm-hmm. Subway, wherever, getting them food, you know, just little things like that, that people that aren't there don't appreciate. Yeah. And I hope they know how much we appreciate it. And that's part of the reason we're doing that open house next mm-hmm. weekend is mm-hmm. to yeah. show the people, you know, this is everyone's club and you know there's between you know matt evan even former players like sunday griff you know those guys that are gone now like Mm -hmm. this is their championship too it's you know it's not just 
me and Owen and the boys. It's, you know, it's everyone. We don't get here without those people. Time out. I mean, we're giving you this platform. You could just take all the credit. <laughs> no, that's... I think at this point, you guys know that's not my style. I know. <laughs> By the way, I love that whole, like, meet the team little deal that you got going on next week. That's a great idea. I'm really... Uh, Des Moines Rugby Club. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I'm going to... Cool. Hype it up. I'm going to... Gonna give two guys a shout out. So you know how the idea came was we got back from the trip, and you know Wes and Baines and Rowan got in their car, and as soon as the door shut, Wes like I don't know if I'm ever gonna see some of these guys again. And you know with how Saturday went, Sunday was such an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it didn't really hit these guys until you know the middle of last week what they had done. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to do something. We didn't get to have a senior day because of the chaos of everything right, right, this right. semester. Well, you guys weren't in Iowa for half of it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, it was like throw a dart at the map of the United States. That's where you were. Yeah, my Marriott points are looking very good right now. <laughs> but, you know, why we wanted to do that was, you know, to let everyone celebrate these mm-hmm. guys. But also, with a college team, a lot of the time it's, you know, the old boys are 21 to 30, and then mm-hmm. you've got that core group of older guys. We want to make it more of a lifetime membership, you know. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, guys yeah. bring their kids, um, you know, to this, you know. Make it so the community knows about us. Right. But also that they're welcome here. It's not some cult. There. Right, right, right. Well, and it's not like once you're gone, see ya. It's like, no, this is everybody. This is built on the backs of the guys before. Yep. It's been building and building. And you can celebrate this too. You're like, how many guys, you know, they get the tattoo crest on them. You know, they, they keep remembering like, oh man, some of my best times were there. And they can celebrate with these guys to be like, that's awesome. Like I under, like I didn't compete at the level you did, but I competed where you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. we wore the same jersey. You know, metaphorically, I mean, you guys have like a hundred new jerseys this year. Getting some new ones. Yeah, no one's, <laughs> yeah, no one's worn those. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you wear the crest, and no, I think that's that's huge and it's awesome, and that's something too. I mean, obviously, you know me, communication and spreading the the good word of rugby. Yeah. Um, that's that's why we have this podcast, and that was something too where I think exposure is huge because this is something where like a lot of these boys. When they were in high school, they didn't know if they were going to play college sport. They didn't know if they were going to compete nationally. They didn't know if they were going to play rugby. And then now they can walk around and they are national champions for Iowa State University. And, like, one thing that makes me mad, and I'll say it because they won't hear it, uh, like the local the local sports people, like, I tweeted at them. Yeah. You know, I, I tagged them and stuff because it's, like, they'll talk about dumb stuff on the radio mm-hmm. all the time. We listen to it all the time. Yeah. They'll text each other, yeah. like, that was stupid. Like, you, like, and they say they love Iowa State. They love the local programs. And, like, we're throwing this at them. You have kids who competed at Ankeny, Bondurant, Waverly. Van Meter. Van Meter. Yeah. Like, these are all local yeah. kids at Iowa State. And they are paying their own way. No scholarships. They're, they're figuring it out on their own. This is such a cool story. And I feel like these people can't be bothered by it. And that makes me mad for them. And not because it's rugby and we're a part of rugby, but like these kids work their tails off and the, the local sports people don't even like bat an eye at it. So I feel like that's something where it's like, uh, I don't know. I just, whether it's Iowa State, you and I, Iowa, Iowa Central, like get the word out there. It's it's so frustrating. You, you bring home a national title and, you know, KXNO is like, eh, 
I'll give you a like on Twitter, maybe. Right. Well, and that's I don't know. That's just that's my bias. We, I don't speak we, for him. We just need to have somebody who's within KXNO, like an actual rugby person. <laughs> yeah, the one guy that we had on the show like quit, and then yeah, he know. worked for the capital. I heard he's back on the farm. He didn't well, make it. Damn. Couldn't hack it. <laughs> no, but that's why you know from two to five, it's gonna be you know graduation style celebration. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not gonna be rugby songs. And like crazy stuff like that. It's you know it's gonna be celebrating these guys in a family friendly way, like the people uh, celebrating yeah. the people, yeah. not not the rugby, but yeah, who is there? Yeah, yeah. and you know, unfortunately, some of the parents couldn't make it out to San Jose, and yeah. I didn't want them to not logistics yeah, to be a reason they can't have a picture with their kid with the national championship right. trophy. Yeah, won. I will say I saw you had a picture of you with national championship trophy. Were there any words on that? Or was that yeah, the it's, lighting on it, the board? lighting, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did they just give you a blank? <laughs> it's kind of like the Wayne State tournament, yeah. like trophies. <laughs> no, it was the way the lighting hit. And yeah, it does look like there's no wording. Number one. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it's very very similar to the one we got in Boulder, except for a little bit bigger and yeah. with a one instead there's of a, a two. <laughs> no, it's Perfect. awesome. And I wanted to go back a little bit because, again, you talked about a former player that you had, Owen. Yep. And he's a fantastic player. He's trying his hand at coaching. And what would you say, like, what has he added the most during this run? I think the big thing is, you know, he went through the program. He knows what the expectations are. But he also is a new voice for a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have the respect because they played with him. Mm-hmm. So they know what his work ethic and everything's like. Um, but you know, having that new voice there, you you know, we don't run crazy things in sevens, so the uh, new voice keeps things from getting stale, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things he does. Also, you know, when there's two adults telling you that something's right, that gives a little bit more credence than right. <laughs> the guy that looks like he never played sevens before <laughs> telling you how to play sevens. That's funny. I I have photo and video proof of you playing sevens. I'm, I'm sure they're great. Yeah, no, they are great. Uh, no, um, what, I mean, yeah, I think having a guy that's, like, young and then, like you said, too, I mean, you just look at him and you're like, yeah, he's good at sevens. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of want to get his perspective. Phil, what do you think? Probably should. That'd be a good idea. Ant, would you mind calling him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Ant, is Owen with us? Owen, you there? Yep, here. And like magic. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> like we said, we wanted to hear from him, and now he's here. Owen, congratulations on the national championship, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Well, thank you guys. Happy to be on. Yeah, and so, you know, you played for Ant, and now you are coaching with him. Uh, what has that been like to switch from a player to now a peer and, uh, you know, being a part of his coaching staff? Um, honestly, it's been a pretty easy transition for me. Um, coming from playing at Iowa State and then kind of like slowly working my way up of like being new to the team and then really getting invested, kind of becoming a leader on the team, being a captain where I felt like I had like some input on kind of practice plans and wh- where we were going with the team and then 
just kind of running with it from there after I graduated coming back and just helping out here and there to now like really kind of being full-time hands-on at almost every practice this spring so I feel like it was a pretty straight and easy transition for me. Nice and is coaching something that you want to do um, you know on your own do you want to be a head coach of your own program are you happy being an assistant at Iowa State Um, are you going to look to get involved with some high school programs like what's next for you for coaching have you even thought about that or are you still looking into some higher level playing opportunities um i've really i've thought about that uh quite a few times after like starting helping coaching with iowa state and i I really 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 enjoy coaching it's i think i like some days i enjoy coaching more than playing but obviously some days I enjoy playing more than coaching. And, <laughs> Understandable. And uh, this spring's been kind of tough for me, like trying to balance my own like playing time and my own uh, path as like a player, but also be there for the guys that I'm coaching and try to put like all my heart and effort into coaching these guys, but also have like save time for myself. And so – it's kind of right now back and forth, which is a difficult challenge for me. But I think like once I decide that I am done playing a few, maybe, maybe quite a few more years down the road, hopefully, <laughs> then I would love to really commit my time like fully to being a head coach of a program and really just have everything be fully mine. But I feel like that's just too much for me right now. Mm-hmm trying to balance that with also my own goals as a player. Definitely. So coaching on the side while you're focusing on playing. And then after that, I mean, we're talking a decade, two decades, till you're 50. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Play forever. I, I think Owen's going to age a little better than we did as a player. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. I think he takes a little better care of himself than I do. Um, no, and, you know, you won a national title helping the Iowa State program. What does that mean to you to be on that coaching staff to see your team win a national title? And, you know, you were there as a player. You've seen what these guys currently have gone through. And, you know, you helped be a part of that. What does that mean to you personally? Well, I know, like, when we were out in Denver, we competed for the 15th national championship. And uh, Max, he played on the team before, Mm. and he kind of came and, like, he lives out in Denver now, and he talked to the guys about how much Iowa State and playing for the club meant for him. And a lot of what he said really resonated with me because that's how I kind of felt after going, leaving. I played for a couple men's clubs, played for a couple academy teams. But, like, the whole time I was always watching, like, the guys that I knew up at Iowa State and what Ant was doing with the program and how the program was going – And I know, like, talking to former teammates that have played at Iowa State or played other places, and I know you guys, like, probably feel the same way about uh, you and I, but your Mm -hmm. heart always kind of lies, like, with your alma mater, like, with your college team, no matter Mm -hmm. where you go, no matter what team you're playing for. And so I think coming back and being able to finally kind of close, like, close the door on that, get finished the goal that me and Ant have talked about for so long and I know so many guys like in the past and finally get something that was so elusive that this program's never had before is really something that was important to me. Oh, that's huge. 
that's uh that's a really good way to put it, though your heart always kind of stays with your alma mater i've never really like i mean like i guess i mean i still think about that with it's you tattooed know, you on your leg yeah it's tattooed on my leg yeah it's the same one you have mr gray <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's pretty cool you said what was uh, the guy's name who came taught you guys again max you said right yeah max murphy yep playing okay. for the denver barbarians Barbarians, yeah yeah he plays out for them right now and so he came and talked to us when we were in denver that's awesome that's really cool oh yeah wow. no and that's <clears throat> really cool to see like you know with the program the last few years especially it just seems like you're seeing guys mm -hmm. you know whether it's locally here in iowa playing for clubs i know like for the wombats we have yeah. multiple guys from iowa state that are doing really well for us like lucas Pauly and josh detar yep. and you know it's cool too because we're seeing uh down in wichita oh yeah um, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Gibson. Gibson. Hunter Gibson. Yeah, yeah and then and, des moines obviously having a bunch of iowa state alum as well mm -hmm. no it's, it's really cool cool to see and then guys going out and then yeah getting looked at by mlr it's just really cool to see and it just seems like you know like as cliche as it sounds like you know there's something happening here and mm -hmm. people are taking notice you know uh is that something you take pride in, like to be a part of this that like people are noticing, or is that just something that you even think about, or you're just like, you know, this is what we do, you don't even think about it? I think it's a a really big thing for me, coming from being like a Iowa rugby guy, born and raised, mm -hmm. doing Iowa high school sevens, playing club rugby collegiately in Iowa, now playing men's club in Iowa for a senior side. Like, I think it's a really a big progression for us to make Iowa State and make some of the collegiate programs noticed on a national level. And uh, I think, like, the biggest thing for me was going out to some of the high school tournaments or talking to some of the guys that are going to be incoming freshmen for us or even, like, for the parents at the high school tournaments. Mm -hmm. And they're talking to me about everything they've heard about how well Iowa State's doing. And just thinking back to like not that long ago when I, when I was in high school and I didn't even know Iowa State had a rugby team. And I don't think majority of the people in the Iowa high school program even knew that you could go on and really play Iowa collegiate rugby mm -hmm. at any kind of level besides getting a scholarship to go to Iowa Central. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really big deal for me being able to see that even the people at that level, you know, the level right below college, the guys that are thinking about where the next step is for them, they're noticing it. And I think that was a big deal for me. That's huge. That's that really huge, cool yeah. to hear. Like, yeah, you forget about that because, like, we're in it, so we know it. But, like, these high school kids, yeah, they a lot of them. realize it at all, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, it's like, hey, you play football, play rugby. It'll make you better for football. And then they find out, like, whoa, 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 I can do this in college. And speaking of high school, though, uh, when are we getting Hoover High School back? I mean, there's some cool things going on at Hoover and their athletic programs. Uh, I've tried to reach out to their AD. I've talked to him a few times, Jacob Burke, uh, about rugby. And when when's it going to happen? Are we going to get somebody there to, to coach a team at Hoover? I think I think you said it right there. I think that's that's the biggest thing holding them back, really. I mean, it's just like any other Des Moines school, and uh, they have guys, they have athletes. They have the areas, the practice fields, whatever. I mean, that's something that pretty much everybody in the state of Iowa kind of has challenges with and works mm -hmm. out. But I think the biggest thing is just finding that coach, mm -hmm. like finding someone in Des Moines that's committed to coaching Hoover and puts in the time and effort that it takes to get a program up and running again. I think that's 
the one thing that they need. But I would absolutely love to see Hoover get get a team back down there. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you think of some of the players, you know, including yourself, like guys who played for Hoover. I mean, Lucas came out of there too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Ashton, Ashton, he's up yeah. in... in uh, you play with the Banshees for the, the Banshees. Uh, Dr. Super Nathan Regionals, Roby. Yeah. Nathan Roby, and then we also yeah. have... Uh, yeah. Doctor, yeah. <laughs> Max Tenson. Yeah. He played at yeah. UNI, yeah. now he's over in Thailand doing stuff. I mean, and uh, EA, he was another yeah, one, right? right? Wow, I forgot ben about Hill. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the... Like, that's the thing. Like, the <clears> talent. Right. <laughs> Dowling boy. Oh, no, 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 I thought it was. Oh, you, you I grew up on the you, north side. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, my God. Phil, my you ruined this whole yeah. thing. This is about Hoover. <laughs> Cut it. You had yeah, to bring yeah. in the Catholic school. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, I, I I think, too, like, people sometimes don't realize, like, the kids that are in the DMPS schools, like, there is so much talent there. Mm. And the fact that we haven't had a team at Hoover in, what, five years or so? Like, we're missing mm-hmm. out on that talent, you know. So hopefully someone hears this and, and gets motivated to, to show up and, and show up for those guys because what Lincoln did this year was really impressive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I love seeing you being able to play and coach, um, showing that it is possible. Um, again, thank you for joining us tonight, man. Is there anything else you want to say about um, this season or just anything about Iowa State or just anything you want to pitch or just – Whatever. Any final thoughts here? I would just like to say um, congrats to all the guys uh, that were playing on getting the job done, winning the Natty. And uh, just anybody that's going to Iowa State, whether you played high school rugby or you're playing high school rugby now and you're thinking about going to Iowa State, um, I think Ant and the guys up there have really built a solid program. And I think it's giving guys an opportunity that if they – do we want to go to like a big four-year school? They can get their degree, get a job or a career, and follow that path, but also play some really, really good rugby here in the state of Iowa. So, awesome. Well, Owen, thank you. You're the man. We appreciate yeah. it, and uh, we'll see you around, brother. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. And that was Owen McGuffin. Thanks again, Ann, for getting him on here and raising him from birth. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> glad I could teach him a thing or two about interviews uh, after Everything CRC knows, 2021. <laughs> I'll claim that one. I didn't teach him about diet and exercise, though, as you can tell. That is funny because when I was 
talking to you a while ago, you're like, hey, I want you on, and hey, bring on your assistant coach, and and you're like, hey, have you seen this interview? <laughs> and I'm like, well, actually, I have, and he's come a long way. He's a great kid. That was our most viewed video until uh, Nick Baines got stiff-armed in the face in the 15s National Championship, uh -huh. and then, thankfully, we won the 7s Natty, otherwise... Those would be the top two still. Oh my gosh. No, that's it really is cool though to see like a guy who I really like how he said too, he is an Iowa guy through and through. Like yeah. he played at high school in Iowa. He played college for you in Iowa. You know, he's he's doing some big things. I think he's got more big things on the horizon. I think you know more than I do. Well, funny story about him that you guys will enjoy. So when I took over at Iowa State If I don't laugh, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay. I'll I'll make that bet. So when I took over at Iowa State, it was, you know, mid-season. It was before the Iowa game. It was Matt basically saying Ant's going to be the coach now. Mm -hmm. Ruffled some feathers with some people. Mm -hmm. But there was a B-side game that night, and Travis Northway was coaching nice. with us then, too. And Owen played in that B-side game. I think he had maybe been to one practice. <laughs> and he broke down the sideline, and I just looked at Travis, and I was like, if that kid's not here on Thursday, I don't know if I can fire you, but I will fire you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, I left. Yeah. Look that at was that. Fun. <laughs> oh man. Oh, good good stuff. Like yeah, and Travis. Yeah. Like yeah, so uh a little bit of a tough situation, which I'll send you the links for um this yeah. now. And yeah. we've shared out before. Yeah, I've said we, put it out on my Facebook and stuff yep. too. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about this and that's why too, like I felt like this was a yeah. good time to do it. Bringing him up. Good friend. Yeah. Yeah, so Travis Northway, mm -hmm. most of the people listening to this will know Travis as my more in shape brother from another mother. Uh, people probably go to the beach and then they see you both from behind like, are those guys twins? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I got dark hair, he's got blonde hair. They, uh, they don't that's, think that. That's where that's, people get it mixed that, up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, for people who don't know, Travis is like one of the most fit people in the world. His body is chiseled from and stone. Like, And he's a really, really good rugby player. Yeah. And he sends me some of the most funny memes on Instagram. <laughs> like, Phil, he's ahead of you, by the way. He, he is a meme god. But he makes better memes than me? Dude, he's a great meme share. Me and Travis share memes almost daily. I know we do, too, but him and I, like, when the orb... Do you remember the orb meme? Just pondering my orb? Yeah. Dude, we were sending each other, like, three to seven memes a day with <laughs> orbs. Wow. Sorry. I'm going to step it up. I'm going to step it up. But anyways. There's some tension in yeah. the Wombat deck. Yeah. But no, uh, all kidding aside though, and Yeah, so uh, Travis Northway, unfortunately, was recently diagnosed with NKT lymphoma. Um, Travis and Marin, his girlfriend, are expecting their first child sometime late this summer. Mm -hmm. um, for those of, you, those of you that don't know, uh, Travis is self-employed, whether it be his light business his window washing business his personal training his meal planning yeah, he's i mean he he does a lot um so with that you know not being able to work um gonna go through five to six uh months of pretty intense uh chemotherapy mm -hmm. for it um with, with that one thing i wanted to talk about you know is there is a gofundme to help cover some of the expenses mm -hmm. um you know it's gonna be a long fight but the diagnosis looks positive at this point. Uh, Jordan Sanderson, hmm. also a coach of Ankeny, Iowa State alumni, owns uh, BB, BBP Apparel, which is a new startup rugby apparel company he oh, started. Cool. That's cool. Um, 
tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, he will have a shirt up for Travis. Um, it'll say Ruck uh, Cancer Back Travis nice. with the state of Iowa and a rugby player in it. Um, nice. Up on a store, 100% of the proceeds. Sanderson's, all he's doing is cost to make the shirt, ship it. The rest of it will go straight to Travis nice. to help him and Marin with medical bills, baby expenses, things like that. You know, whether you're an Iowa State fan, whether you love me, hate me, love these guys, hate these guys, I encourage you to donate either through the GoFundMe, buy a shirt, whatever it is. Do both. Because yeah, yeah, I can promise you Travis is a better dude than myself, Ryan. Yep. And him and Phil are about equal in quality of people. <laughs> wow, that's <was> nice. <laughs> but all kidding aside, uh, Travis is a great human, and I know if anyone listening to this was in the same situation, he would be the first one to support. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. you know, I just wanted to use, you know, this Iowa State high to really promote that. Because mm -hmm. along the way, so he found out he had cancer roughly the same week we went to Houston for the Final Four. Yeah. And... You know, he tells me he has cancer that week, and, you know, we're talking about it. You know, hey, how you doing, man? And the first thing he asked me is, how's Wes's head doing? Is Wes <laughs> going to be able to play sevens this weekend? And it's like, dude, you just got – like, you just found out you have cancer and you're worried about Wes's head. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's been like that. I texted him today, asked him how he was feeling, mm -hmm. and he asked when we were going to become a varsity sport. It's just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's taking the punches, but, you know, yep. he, he needs – this community we talk about you know rugby's a brotherhood and all this oh, yeah. stuff now is mm -hmm. a great chance for people to show mm -hmm. what this community is all about oh yeah and to double down on that like travis he went to iowa state you know i only know him through just like rugby and you stuff have teammates like that. on the ankeny assholes oh that is true i mean okay. 2019 yeah, summer yeah. sevens champions yeah. i mean okay. <laughs> to Banners be fair fly forever to be fair right. to, yeah good point um but no like it's one of those things too like yeah when we started the wombats up he and i was like trying to post memes all the time to like catch people's attention and he was like one of the first people who like responded and was like just really positive and so supportive mm -hmm. because a lot of people misunderstood what we were and he was just the first guy to just be like hey this is cool and it was kind of one of those moments where like i appreciate that because like you know he doesn't know what we're doing but yep. he could see it and like he just genuinely like loves rugby yeah. mm -hmm. and he loves to see people succeed and um yeah i feel like this is where all of us need to like be there for him because like you said he would he would do anything for anybody it seems like and like yep. the fact that like he has all these businesses he he's just a self-made guy you know what i mean yeah. like he he works so hard so mm -hmm. Yeah, we are going to post the link to the shirts. We're going to post a link to the GoFundMe. I was just going to say, is the shirt link out yet? Or is it, it will, on its way? It will be out so we'll, Monday, Memorial Day. Okay. Yep. So it's... Tomorrow. Yeah. As people us. are hearing this, they can click the link. Yeah. I will have it posted. I was just going to say, yeah, as soon as we get that, so we can include it all together. Or I guess we could always post it out separate. Who knows? I mean... Yeah, it's a good-looking shirt, dude. Yeah. Good-looking shirt. I'll, I'll be buying one, yeah. for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah. Extra medium. Extra medium. I want to feel like I'm being lightly choked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, moving into, though, back to Iowa High School rugby, talking, like, with Owen, uh, there was something I saw last week that got a lot of people talking. You might have heard of this guy. You might know him. Uh, Casey Hansen. Friend of the program. Friend oh, of the program. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've met him once or twice. Yeah, he's going to actually be in studio here in a couple of weeks, but... He had this post two days ago, 
Cedar River Rugby Club High School 15s. Anyone in- interested? Would be next year gauging interest. The goal would be to compete in enough games to get a bid for high school nationals. Let me know thoughts. And after 43 likes, 26 comments, and 7 shares, I think people are interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I saw, like, you know, a bunch of people in the high school league, like Tom McClyman said Ford Dodge is in. I think Caleb from Waterloo Columbus said that they're interested. Uh, Denver, Mike Isaacson said he can carry bags, and Robbie said he could too. They Basically, everybody in the Cedar Valley is kind of up there. Casey also said, I've been watching Nationals this week, and without a doubt, in my mind, we'd have the athletes to compete, just need the numbers, coaching staff, and buy-in from parents and other sport coaches to let us help make these athletes better. 15's rugby is ideal spring football for Iowa. Big guys have a huge role. Small guys have a huge role. Everyone has a huge role. Sorry, this gets me fired up every year knowing that we have. And it just stopped. (laughs) But no, and then Brent Nelson from Iowa Central, he was getting in on it too. They're talking about some stuff. Uh, Mark Blong was talking about some stuff. Nick Barrett, who coaches Roosevelt, who's a part of Des Moines rugby, said that uh, they're trying to do something with Des Moines. And then. I said the Wombats want to be involved. You know, we want to get after it. We actually have some things coming soon. Uh, Block Party 7s, the Wombats are going to announce the Wombats Youth Rugby Academy. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a high school 7s team under the Wombats banner. So, yeah, it's one of those things. You see high school 15s happening. Iowa doesn't have it, but boy, do we have the athletes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so after reading all that, hearing all that, Phil, what's your first thoughts to Casey's post I love it I mean we've talked about it before how you know we should have 15s in Iowa Mm -hmm. for high school Um, I would love to be involved in it somehow some way in any way that I could potentially offer you know yeah no can I just say it sure I called you the day that I saw this (laughs) I was like hey Phil would you want to be the Wombats Youth Academy 15s coach next spring if we could find people for it and you said yes because it would be on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I definitely like 15s a little bit better than 7s because I feel like I'm a little more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So I would feel more comfortable coaching 15s, I feel like. so. Right. And on Sundays, I wouldn't have to worry about work because I don't work on the weekends. Right. And that's, that is something I saw because people were like, well, when would it be? In the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, we do 7s in the spring. So Casey was kind of throwing out this idea of like, okay, you have your spring 7s. But then you rest on Saturday, maybe, and then on Sunday, you practice or you have some friendlies or you play some matches to get those qualifiers. You know, that might be a lot, but at the same time, like, those big boys, I think of, like, Valley. Yeah. We have a guy, a cook. A cook would be, oh, he's a he'd be a monster at 15s. He's going to play prop at Iowa Central next year. Mm -hmm. David Cameron is going to also play prop. Mm. He did great in sevens. Those two would... They're going to kill at 15s. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That would be huge for them. And I think there's so many people on the bench of sevens who, like, 15s would be for them. So, oh, yeah. I think that'd be huge. Yeah, I mean, Urbandale's got a couple of those guys, too, that are, like, they're bigger dudes. They'd be monsters, monsters in the pack, dude. And we've seen what the Hawkettes are doing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. know? Like, I feel like the level of athlete in this state, you know, mm-hmm. it complements that sport. Ant, what are your thoughts as, like, from the viewpoint of your college coach, there's sevens rugby in the spring, 
Could we handle 15s rugby on, on Sundays? Could we send a team to nationals? I mean, selfishly, I would love it. Mm-hmm. You know, right now with it only being sevens, usually we spend about a semester teaching guys, you know, the difference between sevens and 15s. So mm-hmm. selfishly, I think it would be incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, also recruiting regionally into more nationally now. You know, I see a lot of these high school teams, and we certainly have the athletes in the state to be able to compete. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it would be a great thing. Um, the issue is always finding volunteers that yeah. are willing to, you know, give up mm-hmm. another day. Where yeah. um, some of these coaches are already working five yeah. days a week, now it's six. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're getting paid to coach high school rugby, you're probably the highest paid coach in the state. I don't think. If there is someone, I want to They're know easily they the highest paid coach. Yeah, I want to know who yeah. they are. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I'm curious to see how it would go. I think it would be pretty successful, but it would have to probably be one of those things where it's like, again, like, just, like, for me personally, you know, like, I don't coach sevens, but, like, you know, if I only had to, you know, coach on Sundays or whatever, that'd be a little bit, you know, yeah. easier. Or like, And if you had a couple other people that, like, don't coach sevens but got involved yeah. in 15s, you know, or, then... But, I mean, if you had some assistant coaches, like... You know, hey, you had a coach from Valley that came and helped you. Well, maybe they bring those Valley guys. Yeah. Maybe you bring those JV guys who aren't getting the sevens minutes, mm. and like, I can play 15. Like, or, yeah. there's so much development that can happen there. Mm. Or you look at some of these high school teams, a lot of their assistant coaches are just old boys that wound up in that community mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm. And, you know, they're Dying out there. for 15. Yes. Yeah. They love rugby. They don't necessarily love sevens, mm-hmm. and they're looking to get coaching experience. I think it could be a good way to kill two birds with one stone yeah. there, mm-hmm. where they coach 15s, they get more experience there, and then they start a sevens program, which then feeds the funnel more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think having more people in the funnel and staying in the funnel is never a bad thing. Yeah. And do you think that, because this is always something where people are confused, you know, it's like, we want sevens, we got sevens. We want 15s. Where does it fit in the schedule? Can't do it in the fall, you got football. Can't do it in the winter, too cold. Can't do it in the summer because you have football camps, you have, uh, you know, jobs, baseball. Yep. Is this the season to do it? Do you do sevens and fifteens at the same time? Rugby season is both sevens and fifteens. Is that just something where I feel like some coaches are going to be like, oh my goodness, the toll that it's going to take on their bodies can't handle it, or is that going to be the new normal? Eh. Do you think they can handle that? Yeah, I mean, just coming from the college experience, obviously our roster is a little bit bigger than these high school, but when you put them all together, it gets to roughly that same size player pool. You know, we've done some things at state where we've been able to balance the two Mm -hmm. of them together, sometimes even on the same day. You know, during COVID, we found a pretty good recipe where we could do it on the same day. Obviously, that wouldn't work with high school, but I think Mm -hmm. doing it on Sunday, if you were smart about it and staggered it enough mm-hmm. where they were only overlapping for half the season right. for each one. Because you, know, you you said something to me too about like yeah. maybe 15s doesn't start in yeah, the summer. Maybe like week two or three. Because or the skills you're working on sevens, you're going to use in 15s. Yeah. And then there's just a few things like for scrum and just kind of play style that's going to change. Mm-hmm. And again, I think when we take sevens to 15s, it's kind of one of those things where the kids go, whoa. This is kind of easier because there's so many more support people and you can find your gaps to take your breaks. You can find ways to fit in, but you have all the technical skills. Yeah. You know, just like think of, imagine if it would grow enough where, you know, you would have maybe some guys who just play 15s 
Like if you had enough of a player pool or right. just play 15s or just play 7s and you had some of those guys that well, did both. Yeah, That'd be at, wild. I'm just saying, look at Bondurant. Those dudes have 40 dudes every single year, I swear, the past few years. Yeah. And I'm looking at this right here. Like, if you think of, okay, a Cedar Valley team. You got Cedar Falls, Waverly, Fort Dodge, Cedar Rapids, I don't know if Clinton, Iowa City, and then Columbus Catholic, Central Springs, Denver. You take two guys from each one of those teams, you got 15. You take three from each team, now you're at uh, more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no matter what code of rugby you're playing, you're going to spend the t- first two weeks teaching them how to pass, yeah. rock, tackle, etc. Yeah. So if everyone was with their sevens team and you, you know, two, three weeks into mm-hmm. the competition, you put all the kids that know how to pass, know how to rock at a basic level, yeah. you put them into a funnel, you're going to have enough for 15. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Oh, 100%. And then if you think of, I mean, do you think there are going to be coaches that go like, I coach sevens, I don't want any of you to go to 15s. Do you think that's a barrier we're going to have to get over? Uh, I think if it is a barrier, it's short-sighted. Um, I can tell you one one thing why we've been so successful at Iowa State, you know, it's, it's not that we have the best coaches in the country or the best players in the country. We have very good players, but we have a bunch of players where we're able to to have productive practices. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to develop guys in different ways. I think it's just another avenue to add bodies while also developing players. None of these players, no matter how good a high school player is coming out, mm-hmm. is even near where they need to be for the next level. Right. So I don't think adding more rugby is going to hurt anybody. No. I feel like somebody that wants to limit their players from getting involved in 15s doesn't really care that much about the sport. Personally, or you don't care about the development of it at least. Like I understand I, not wanting your guys to get hurt, you know, for like your seventh season, but because I, I mean, in in all honesty, like and actually not just being hypothetical, think of Urbandale this year, right? Urbandale and Ames too. Mm. Both those teams, Ames wasn't dealing with injuries, but they only had six guys most of the season. Yeah, Urbandale near the end of the the year, they had to forfeit two matches. Yeah, because they had injuries. Mm. Are they going to be giving up guys for 15s when you're already that thin? That's a good point. But, but is 15 is going to help you retain guys so you're not in that situation ever? Yeah, it's the could million more people come out. Because yeah. here's the thing is the more people you have playing rugby, the more friends you have of people playing rugby, if mm, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, yeah. You look at Drew Gwynn on our Iowa State team. Blonde, big, muscular guy. Any team in the country would take him. We got him because two of his friends that he played high school soccer with were B-side guys on our team that had a great experience and got him to come out to the team. Wow. You can't yeah. tell me every high school that has a program doesn't have a Drew Gwynn sitting it in there that just needs a friend to push him out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can't do the full seven season, so the 15s makes more sense. They're a sophomore. Now they're a junior, and they're like, hey, I'm not going to run track, track next year. year. Yeah. I think it's more bites the apple. I don't think that's ever a bad thing. I like it. I like it. And, you know, thinking about it, too, like, we're, we're talking about all these high school teams. You you had a lot of players from, like, the Iowa High School League, yep. a part of Iowa State, big part of it. I'd love to get kind of their thoughts on this, but also I kind of want to, I don't know if you have two guys in mind that could talk about what it was like as a player to win a national title and also 
being in high school. Do you have two guys we could call? Yeah, no, actually. Uh, so Tyler Cahill would probably be a good one. He's an Ankeny boy. He had uh, mm-hmm. two younger brothers that also went through the Ankeny program. One of them will be a senior next year. Already yeah. said he's coming to state. Oh, sweet. Uh, nice. Pretty, pretty good Cahill. player made all state as a junior. Not going to complain about another Cahill. And then Wes Cummings, actually. Um, All-state running back in high school. Yeah. Never played rugby till his freshman year. I think they'd be two great oh, people to talk to. He was a Prairie City Monroe guy. Yes. Yeah. Go Mustangs. Well, no. I was a North Polk comment. We played them. Oh. Whatever. Okay. I don't bring it up when we call, okay? Okay. <laughs> Whatever you do. Okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. Let's get them right now. Now we are to another interview portion of the show. Ant, who the heck did you call? So we've got two-thirds of the 5'8 Army here. We've got uh, <laughs> Captains Tyler Cahill and Wes Cummings. Awesome. Tyler, Wes, thank you for joining. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Wes, you know, this is your second time on the show. We appreciate it. But, you know, I really want to start off with Tyler here. Congratulations on winning the national championship. How's it feel? That's pretty good, man. Living the dream. Nice. I mean, if you were any better, you'd probably be boating right now. Wes, what are you up to? <laughs> yeah, I'm currently I'm, I'm on the lake right now, actually, celebrating the the holiday uh, with a couple friends. But yeah, I'm, I am. I don't know. I, I'm basking in the glory, I guess, of being a champion. But <laughs> you know, I was just gonna say you're still celebrating after that <laughs> national championship win. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Where where are you boating at right now? Uh, I'm on Lake Ponderosa, so it's over kind of by Montezuma area, out in the middle of nowhere. It's a tiny, you know, the the rivers are wider than this thing, but it's it's still a good time. Gotcha. I thought maybe you went down to like the Big Creek Marina and were like, "Hey, everybody, national champion, no. coming through. <laughs> like, let me let no. me hop on a houseboat." Uh, <laughs> kind of the area I grew up in, and I feel like that gets you a long ways with a lot of the the moms down there. I don't know. I don't know if that's your thing, but you know. But no, all kidding aside, um, really cool to see what you guys have accomplished. Really cool to see you know, uh, as leaders of the team and talking with your coach Ant here about. Just kind of the, the character you guys have and just everything you've been through through the last four years and to end with this. Tyler, what does it mean to end your career at Iowa State with a national championship? Oh, dude, it's awesome. I mean, watching us grow as a team, like individuals and playing together, it's been amazing. I've just appreciated the opportunity to grow with them on and off the field, honestly. I'm glad that... uh I'm glad that we got brought together at the right time. Nice. And Wes, how about you? Same question. What does it mean to you to be a national champion? Um, it's huge. I've been kind of saying this thing since I was in high school. Um, without the sour, the sweet ain't as sweet. And so the four years of kind of, uh, I guess, dramatic heartbreak uh, with a lot of some of the CRC's losses and uh, last year in the uh, ACR sevens, losing in the final four to a team we had beaten and then COVID and a bunch of injuries. Um, there's a lot of sour there for about three and a half years. And especially even coming off the 15th championship loss, um, it just made the, the seventh championship all that better. And especially with the group of guys we had, like, like Cahill was saying, it, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. Man, that's uh, that's pretty poetic. Like yeah. to, the way you wrap that up, I mean, that's that is something there. And yeah, no, 
everything you guys went through, and again, like you'll maybe hear the first part, Ant talked through everything you guys had gone through. And, you know, talking about Ant, though, Tyler, what do you appreciate most <laughs> about Ant Frine as your coach? Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like, what was it, you know, when you guys were in the national tournament for sevens? Like, what did you appreciate when you guys won that? Like, how, how did he help you guys get there? Well, first things first, you can't say enough about what Ant does off the field. I mean, emailing people, talking us up, possibly past our potential, or <laughs> so we thought at the time. But, no, just always saying the right things. And more than that, he's there for every every single one of the guys. I mean, I know I could call in at any given time, any night, and he'll listen to me whether he likes it or not. <laughs> well, I'm usually with your dad if it's too late, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, and, uh, it's just awesome to have that balance. You know, uh, you know, you've got your support, whether it's questions for on the field or even off of it. And it's amazing to have. Oh, yeah. No, and, and I love it, too, because he's, like, sitting here, and I'm like, Tyler, give him a compliment. He's sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a few there, so. <laughs> Nothing about hairlines, Cahill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to hear the end of that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess I could have a question here for Wes. He'll try to keep it alternating back and forth between them. But oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, this is the, probably the easiest way to do this with this whole, like, dual phone call thing this iPhone deal's got. Oh, Whatever. look at me having an Android. I don't know how phones work. <laughs> right. You can talk to two people at once. <laughs> no, but uh, for Wes, I guess, uh, what do you think it would be, at least for this season, what would be the most memorable thing that you've experienced with Ant? Oh shoot! <laughs> That's appropriate. For um, <laughs> I think as far as it goes with Ant, I there's probably not one single memory that sticks out. Uh, a lot of it is just a lot of the off the field talking, off the field conversations I have with him. Um, being captain, uh, you know, he goes with Aiden, our president, Drew, our treasurer, and talks logistics, but. When it comes down to on-field stuff, uh, stuff with the players, what they need, uh, what are what our psyches looking at like as a team, we have a lot of really uh, good and cool conversations about that, uh, especially after practices, um, especially after uh, big games, and especially after the. Uh, sorry, a ranger just went by. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially, I think the big thing was after the. Uh, 15th championship loss, I touched on it, but it was really, really hard uh, even for me to get back into uh, rugby mode with graduation, with uh, everything going on, everything. We were all moving on, all the seniors. We had a bunch of seniors on the team this year. Um, and then Ant and I just had a lot of good conversations about how do we get motivated. You know, we have a, an opportunity to make history here. Uh, we can't just sit back and wallow in our in our on our pain that we were experiencing from 15s. So we had a lot of good conversations, a lot of uh, talks about how to get, get the ball rolling there and, and getting back on the horse. And so that's probably the biggest thing that sticks out this season. Nice. And, you know, Tyler, you guys are seniors. You know, 
what's next for you? You know, you end, you cap off the, the collegiate career, uh, national championship. You guys are going to have that banquet at Des Moines Rugby to kind of celebrate everything that's happened. You know, what's next for you? You got a job lined up, playing rugby somewhere. What What's the next move? Getting into coaching, playing, What what's going to happen? Uh, well, as far as playing from now on, um, you know, rugby has been a big part of my life for a long time. But for now, I would say I am more worried about my career. Mm. You know, uh, a little bit tired of being a broke college student, kind of want to put away <laughs> a little nest egg. But uh, I'll be getting into financial advisement, actually. I'll be working at uh, Innovative Financial Solutions. It's a firm out in Adel. Nice. So I'll be in the area still. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, as, far as, as far as coaching, um, well, my little brother's going to be a senior at Centennial, and, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of opportunities like that. So if they would have me, I'd love to jump in there, practice or here. I think, but, we, can uh, make a, I think we can make a phone call on that one, Cahill. <laughs> <laughs> likely, likely. But uh, nonetheless, I think the world of those guys uh, coaching at Ankeny, and, I mean, it would be the utmost respect if they would even have me. But, uh, yeah, I'll be in the area. I'll, I'll be around. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, no, your your brother, he's a good little player. Uh, I've, I'm one of the It'll coaches of Valley in that first, that first round matchup, Ankeny and Valley. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a stud. I'll say that much. Hey, where's he going to school, TC? Ankeny Centennial. Oh. <laughs> no, after. after. <laughs> Hopefully I was safe, but I, I wouldn't push anything on him. It's, it's his choice, and I'll support him. <laughs> Still a chance for the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wes, I guess similar question. I know like, when we had you on here like a while back, we had asked you a little bit about your plans after Iowa State, and I know you were kind of like up in the air about some stuff, if you were going to continue playing or not. I'm just kind of curious if anything with that has changed, if you have any plans with playing this you know, summer, next fall season, or if you're focusing a little more on a career opportunity as well, just – kind of seen if anything has changed since the last time we talked. Yeah, so not a whole lot has changed. I got a job out in Cedar Rapids, so I'm going to move out there in June. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you. And so if if any, I don't know, I kind of, even with college rugby, I was kind of taking it with, like, as it was and going kind of wherever the wind blows me there. Um, and I ended up falling in love with it. And so... You know how I get roped into things. Uh, so if, you know, the Iowa Ducks give me a call or I reach out to Altoff or whoever, the alumni is playing there, you know, you never know. But as of now, I'm just kind of um, just going to focus on my career uh, professionally and then, uh, you know, see how the golf game golf game goes. <laughs> I suck at that. I might have to switch back to rugby, but. Yeah, I mean, I know Cedar Rapids has a high school program. Um, I've thought of entertaining the idea of reaching out to their coach and seeing um, if they needed any help, and I would more than be more than glad to do that. Um, but as far as rugby goes, uh, wherever the wind takes me, there. I... Hmm. Nice. Well, maybe hopefully it'll blow back towards like maybe Des Moines or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> West, West, West Des Moines. Moines. West Des Moines. <laughs> Phil said he's got a jersey, a Wombats jersey with your name on it. Whatever. No, whatever you want to do. Sounds fine. Sounds fine. Uh, yeah. 
No, it, it's awesome too because I think one thing that we we focus on rugby, but it's really cool to hear your guys' stories of being, you know, you both are from Iowa. You, you had great success at Iowa State. You grew as people. You both have careers with your degrees, you know, moving on to that next stage and, you know, open to coaching, open to playing, just kind of, you know, it's whatever. Like, yeah. it, it's really cool to see just kind of how your guys' careers went and you kind of set the platform for the next set of guys who go through Iowa State. So to kind of wrap up here, uh, question for both of you, but we'll go Tyler first. And then West second because that's what we're doing. Phil wants to keep saying that's um, But you know, what does it mean to you to be a cyclone? What if you could wrap up the last four years? What does it mean to you leaving that program, but also you know carrying it with you as you go on? Um, what does it you know the past four years mean to you, Tyler? Oh boy, um, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> This is the smartest guy. I mean, I, I mean, I've made some lifelong friends through the program. It's, uh, I mean, when I first joined, we were we practiced twice a week, and you joined because you wanted to have fun with the guys on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And we found out that we were kind of good, and we could actually do something with it. And it became a little bit something more. And uh, all of a sudden, I was playing with my brothers. I mean. I would do anything for anything for anyone on the team. It's, uh, I don't know. It's hard to summarize how much I've seen the program grow, but I know that I'm excited to see where it goes. Nice. And Wes, uh, top his answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So kind of going back, uh, there's just a, like to be a cyclone, there's a lot of unsung heroes. As far as uh, this rugby team goes, a lot of the old boys, uh, the Owen McGuffins, the Sundays, the Sandersons, um, even the old boys that, you know, never really stuck out. Uh, a lot of those guys made really great impressions on guys like Cahill and I, and that was huge. And so it's always important to shout them out. And there's a lot of unsung heroes off the field as well. Um just like Aiden Lewis, like I said, our president, our treasurer, Ant, um, all the guys who fundraise for the team, fundraise for the squad. It's uh, There's a lot that goes into it. And so they deserve a lot of the credit. I know Kate Hill and I are up here talking because we're seniors, we're captains and all that. Um, but there are so many guys, uh, so many people on and off the field that um, were able to take us to this national championship. And as far as for me, uh, being a cyclone, I said this kind of in my send-off speech to the boys back at the hotel, but the last four years um, have transformed me into who the person I want to be for the rest of my life. So the way I communicate, the way I talk to people, the way I lead, the way I um, just carry myself as a person, as a player, and as an employee, that's all come from the past four years. And rugby has been a ginormous part of that. And I'm just really glad to have taken a leap. I really didn't want to play any sports coming out of high school. I played football all my life. I played, I wrestled all my life, played baseball all my life. I was ready to be done. And I realized I had a lot more to give my body up, put my body on the line for athletics and all that. Um, but I came out mentally stronger, uh, emotionally stronger, more emotionally intelligent. 
socially more socially aware and just cyclone rugby has given me a lot that i will never be able to repay and i'm just very thankful to have been on the squad and been able to find this awesome sport guys i think you talk to me <laughs> i know that just made me miss all my you and i old boys <laughs> man pitch for alumni weekend yeah, right? get back together yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, too, like, listen, that's like, hey, that's why we made the world. That's like, let's keep that vibe going. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, uh, guys, we really appreciate you for coming on. And, you know, congratulations. It's it's noticed that how hard you guys worked and how much, you know, time and energy and resources you guys put into this. You earned every bit of that national championship mm-hmm. uh, this past season. You know, a historic run for Iowa State. Very. Uh, you know, the entire state of Iowa whether they're you and I guys, Iowa Central guys, University of Iowa guys, everybody's proud of you guys. You guys yep. represented the state of Iowa well, especially, you know, guys from Iowa. Just love mm-hmm. to see it and, you know, keep playing rugby, get involved coaching, and uh, we definitely will see you guys around. Hey, thank you yeah, guys thank so you. much. Yeah, I appreciate thank you. Time. Thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. All right, yeah. guys, we'll see you. Have a good one. Thank you. And that was Wes and Tyler from the Iowa State Men's Rugby Program. And you got great boys. Yeah, you know, they didn't learn it from me. You know, Cahill and <laughs> I know. Wes, you know, those are two of the best that have come through Ames. Just Who? really great kids. Who was the third of the 5-8 Army again? Uh, Rowan Collins, which Rowan, you guys okay, should get Rowan, him yeah. on sometime, too. I, I don't think we have enough time tonight oh, to get no. him on because he would take a while. I'll chit-chat with him probably at the uh, um, little get-together. Oh, at the open house Saturday. next open weekend, house, yeah. yeah. From sure. uh, 2 to 5 at Des Moines Rugby Club. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely try to talk to a few of those guys. I'll probably try to get there right away, too. Mr. Greg, you're going to go, right? When is it? Saturday. On the 3rd? 3rd, yeah, the 3rd. You know, I'm going to see if I can move some things around. I'd like to be there. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like anyone, you know, whether they're a rugby fan or an Iowa State fan or just someone listening to this in the ether. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a <laughs> yeah. fun event. Get your picture with the national championship trophy. We've got some commemorative posters that we're printing out for it. There'll be food there, cookies, all that good stuff. And, yeah, some good friendship. Can can we pass out business cards for the Wombats? Can we try to recruit for there? (laughs) Considering the Des Moines old boys are paying for the event, I I don't think so. Mm. Okay, we won't. We won't. But But. if... Any of them want to talk to us? <laughs> that's on them outside on their own time. Yeah, just right? find the two handsome guys there. <laughs> Who would those guys be? Oh, Weston Cahill. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought we were still on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that'll be a good event. And again, uh, I know. I'll look forward to it. Yeah, celebration of yeah, like you said, you see it on social media. Best season in program history. So mm-hmm. no, it'll be cool be a good celebration and again you're going to see a lot of these guys playing rugby uh after iowa state as well a uh, good number of them going to be playing for des moines rugby as well and then other guys move into some other areas so no it's going to be oh, cool you guys alumni weekend is going to be wild i feel like 55th this year 55th yeah. second hall of fame class going in 55th anniversary it's going to be a good time oh, double speak. nickel yeah hmm 55 now speaking of 55 Nope, that doesn't work. (laughs) 
does it. Speaking of, you know, in your conference, Minnesota, they were a team that was at the national championship, right? Yeah, no, uh, we saw them three times this year in 15s. Beat them uh, every time. Yes, but, you know, they pushed us every single time. And... Game of good spanking. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they pretty close matches, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, they're, they're a very good program. And... Yeah, there was never a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying so hard. And it's like, no, 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 uh, no. I had a full head of hair before some of those matches. So yeah, when you start shaving all that, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk off the record. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I was trying to be a jerk and Phil just. Hey man, I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the reason I bring up Minnesota uh, again, a very good program. Like the conference you guys are in is just stacked. It's one of those things we were talking, yeah. not recording, like. You talk about programs and where they finish their conference and then where they're at nationally. I mean, you look at your guys' conference, and everybody's competing for something nationally, it feels like. Well, and not even our conference, our division. Right. You look at the heart of America North. Time out. Nebraska finished at the bottom, right? Yes, in 15s. And they finished runner-up in 7s. In the nation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. Like... The level of talent in your, yeah, the t- like in half of your conference, there's a north and a south. Nebraska finished in last place in the north for 15s. Runner-up nationally in sevens. That's insane. Yeah, and then you look at the south, you've got KU. They were the 15s runner-up last year. Yep. Mizzou got fifth in the CRC uh, D1 club bracket. Mm-hmm. Arkansas has been, you know, a consistent thorn in our side and mm-hmm. 15s and 7s. They just moved down from D1A a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Kansas State, who, you know, they've produced an Eagle in Walter Elder in the last decade, and they've had some consistently good 7s and 15s teams. Yep. I mean, it's just a tough conference, top to bottom. It is. Kansas State, Walter Elder, is yes. he related to? Yeah, he's Jimmy's much better looking and just better brother. <laughs> just the better of the yeah. two. <laughs> Not a better oh. person. I'll take. Yeah, you know, I do love me some. Good I will. Jimbo. I will I'll tell you. Jimbo. I will yeah. tell you. Walter was not in my wedding. So hey, yeah, yeah. take that, Walter. Yeah. You may play for an eagle. You may wear an eagle's jersey, but Dude. you were, did not wear an ant frying tux uh, wedding tux. <laughs> Speaking of Jimbo, though, because like he's not living in Nebraska anymore, right? He is or, in Omaha. He, oh, he's so in Omaha still. I Tina, thought he moved for some reason. No, they, so they moved out to Colorado because Tina is an Army vet, both yeah, yeah, as a veterinarian and served vet. Yeah. Um, and then so once she got done, they moved back to Omaha because that's where she's from, and it was closer to his family in Kansas. Uh, and yeah, so, no, they're very happy out there. Does he play for the goats or is he, he does? Just, yep. yep. Goats beavers type deal. Right? Yeah, yeah, he kind of just plays wherever he's wanted. And yeah. I know he's looking to get into coaching, so we're just kind of trying to find a college program for him to make his own. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah. I no. mean, well Wayne's, Wayne's, like, Wayne's in that general area, so I mean Or just Nebraska, Creighton. Yeah. I mean, is there yeah. options out there? I mean We we've had discussions in the past. I mean, I don't think I've been shy about expressing what I think about Jimmy as a coach over the years. I think mm-hmm. no offense to, you know, Owen, Matt, JJ, John, Evan, Travis, any of those guys. J- Jimmy is a very, very, very good coach. And, yeah. you know, I think it speaks volumes. You guys heard Wes talk earlier. Someone as well-spoken and thoughtful as Wes still, you know, thinks about things Jimmy taught him yeah. two-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. 
I remember playing Slugside in Chicago at midnight. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Right before COVID well, I happened. couldn't go to that. I don't remember why, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Though. Oh, probably because you didn't get selected. <laughs> was catching one of the things you had to do in tryouts? All right. <laughs> yeah, no, we ran a Bronco, and I finished the day after everybody else. Um, <laughs> I still made the team. Uh, but no, I remember playing. We were at the Chicago Fire Practice Facility. And because they had soccer games going on, we played a select side match, Iowa versus Carfu, January of 2020 at midnight. Ooh. It was insane. Like, we did a road trip to Chicago during the morning, and we get there, and we're like, what do we do? But anyways, I just remember, like, I was playing prop, and I remember, like, something happened, and no one dropped back. So I kind of dropped back as a fullback. Because it was like, ah, no one's here and I don't feel like running. So I just like backpedaled. <laughs> they kicked it and I caught it. And I just remember like running up and then just popping it to Jimmy. And then he ran like 70 meters for a try. And I'm like, I did that. <laughs> Assist. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that story was like very like similar to like how it happened where it's like, it took a very long route to get there, but someone else did all the work <laughs> for the payoff. And I just remember like looking at him and being like, that was pretty cool. And then when the match was over, we were like, hey, let's go out to the bars. And we literally showed up to this Irish bar across the street. And they're like, we closed in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a great guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of coaches, though, and we we're talking about Minnesota. Yeah, say back to so, that. So, <laughs> Sean Lindersmith. He has announced, he's the head coach of Minnesota, he's announced he's stepping down and he's moving on. I know he's done some stuff with PR7s, he's done some other stuff. Uh, yeah, it looks like Minnesota, you know, great program in the north that you guys play against. He is stepping down. Uh, thoughts as Sean as a coach? Yeah, you know, uh, Minnesota has given Iowa State fits the last couple of years, and I think that's a testament to the program that he's built there and kind of revitalized over the last, you know, five or so years there. Um, you know, I've never been shy about talking about how the heart of, how passionate I am about the heart of America as a whole, and, mm -hmm. you know, lo losing a coach of one of the, you know, upper tier programs, you know, it's never fun, but you look, they've had guys like Nate Osberger there in the past. You know, they've brought talent. I played forward. against him. I did as well. But, <laughs> you know, they, they've had some great talent come through there, and I'm sure whoever takes them over will pick that up and run with it. You know, yeah. it, it's never fun losing a rival, you know, as mm. much as me and Sean have gone, you know, back and forth over the years. You know, it's always nice to have someone that pushes you within the conference. Do you know what he's doing next? Uh, not quite sure yet. Um, we we had a conversation kind of off the record, but nothing concrete right now. Do you want to break news? Not your news to break. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 there's nothing to break right now. You know, just some things yeah. that they're working through. Mm. Gotcha. Now, in Minnesota, too, they have a great high school program. Mm. I'm sure there's going to be some. And they have a great alumni yeah. oh, base yeah. as well. I mean, that's. You hear a lot of guys from Minnesota make it to like the next level. I wouldn't be surprised if you hear of the next coach of Minnesota, like someone who has ties to being an eagle. It'll it'll be someone some whose sort of, name you recognize. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. it won't be someone like who's this guy? Like, oh, you know, I'm just around. Uh, no, it's going to be very intentional. I, I'm sure you're going to have a new rival who's going to push you 
Uh, I mean, that's how much I respect yeah. Minnesota rugby from senior side, college to high school. You yeah. know, mm. is that fair? Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent fair. I will confirm it will not be me as the next head coach there. I will not be leaving Ames anytime soon. Yeah, I was just going to say shit. Any chance it's Matt Campbell? (sighs) No. Seat's getting a little warm on him. Speaking of Minnesota and Iowa State, when you said at the very start of this episode, when you were trying to tell Rowan Collins to kick the ball out and you were saying, row, 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 it reminded me of Minnesota football. Row the boat. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not as smart as PJ Fleck, and I don't have a trademark slogan to put on our jerseys, <laughs> but maybe that's how I could finally get right. paid for this. <laughs> well, you've won a title, and he hasn't even won a Big Ten West. So, yeah. moving on. <laughs> PJ Fleck sucks. Yeah. Uh, wait, when we started the show, did I apologize? You have not. I did not, no. Wow. We are very deep in this episode. I hope Emma. Gant is still listening I'm sure she is Holy smokes So I have an apology to make Last episode We were talking about I made Parker read the 7 schedule I went, I took a piss Came back and he was on the Cincinnati 7s And I said Cincinnati 7s No one's going to that Who cares That place sucks I said (laughs) something like that like To paraphrase I wasn't very nice, but I also, like, we had a few cocktails. A few. And I was just trying to be funny. And Emma called me out because she's over there in Omaha. She listens to the show. And she's like, hey, you guys should come to Cincinnati. And I apologize. Cincinnati, great town, great sports town. Joe Burrow. Mm, son of Ames. Mm-hmm. And they have some great rugby there, too. So, the Cincinnati Sin City Sevens, I mean, it's on 729. The month is seven. July. July 29th. (laughs) It's going to be a banger, and I apologize. It's going to be a Midwest qualifier, too. So, to the people of Cincinnati and the three listeners we have, including Emma, I apologize. (laughs) It's going to be a great tournament. People should go, but get this. People from Iowa, I said, weren't going. They are. Oh. Do you know who's going? Is it Des Moines? Yes. Qualifier. All right. Yeah. So Des Moines Rugby, they shared their summer sevens. So they're, dude, they have seven different sevens events they're playing in. Damn. There's no Capital City sevens this summer. Well, no wonder the spring season was a little light for them. They have a lot of shit to do in the summer. Oh. Yeah. So for all those people who said, you only have three matches in the spring, Okay, you got seven in the summer. Yeah. St. Paul Rugby, Jesse James Sevens on, what's six? June. June 17th, they're in St. Paul. June 24th, they're in Iowa City at Block Party Sevens. July 1st, they're going to have a social for the 4th of July at their clubhouse. July 8th, Firehouse Sevens at the Blaze, Lamont, Illinois. Also, the same day... They're going to host the Toys for Tots. So they're going to have their premier side go to the Blaze. Okay. But then they're also going to host Toys for Tots. Then, Quad City Big Sevens is on the 15th of July. On July 22nd, Mad Jack Sevens. Oh, that's in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. That's the one I was thinking of. That's the one you're thinking of. Then on the 29th, that is Sin City Sevens. 
And then on August 5th, they have a rugby golf outing. So Des Moines Rugby has a huge seven schedule, two events between Toys for Tots and the Mad Jack Sevens. Uh, one of them is a qualifier. A lot of stuff going on. So sorry, yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> it's my bad. It's okay, um, Mr. Gray. We all forgive you. I just hope our Cincinnati faithful forgive me. <laughs> well, they'll send you some Skyline Chili. <laughs> skyline Chili. <laughs> Bill, when's the last time you had Skyline Chili? Never. I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of never, never say never. American Raptors, they finished their season. Oh, with a win. With yeah. a win over the Cobras. So, first season of America's Super Rugby. They finished the regular season. They finished sixth out of seven. Mm. So I know you might be like, oh, six out of seven, whatever. They finished above Cobras Brazil, 15s. They went two and ten on the year. But here's the thing. This was their first year in this competition. Yep. The teams they're playing against from Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, Chile. They're basically playing against those countries' national sides. Oh, yeah. Those people have been playing together forever. And the people playing for the Raptors are like developmental players who are trying to make their way up to the Eagles. Mm -hmm. This was a successful season. This was the very first year of this program. All those other countries, all those other teams are in South America. They don't have to travel the same way that the Raptors do. Yeah. Uh, I would call this a success. Hats off to them. They started a new program, and again, to break away from the MLR, which was safe, and they went and played this in the South America. Like, I mean, it was really cool to see. So, I think it's only up from here. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. What else do you think? No, I mean, looking forward to see how they do next season. You know, I mean, if it's all up from here, then I would expect them to probably go about five hundred, if not better. Yeah. Well, and they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Pinaral Rugby well, from Uruguay went 10-2. and two. The Dagos, 15, mm. they went 9-3 uh, yeah. from Argentina. Pampas from Argentina, they went 8-4. and four. Yacare from Paraguay went 7-5. and five. Selkdom from Chile went 4-8. and eight. And then the Raptors and Cobras of Brazil both went 2-10. and 10. But the Raptors had 16 points. The Cobras had 13. Mm. Again, I'm going to call it a success yep. because... The USA Hawks. We talked about them, right? Yeah. Remember the USA Hawks? Yep. Do you know how their season ended? Mm, probably not super great, but they also were like kind of ragtag group put together near the end there. Sure. Yeah. Do you, did, did you hear about their last couple games? No, I haven't. Yeah. No one did. Oh. Well, that's I don't awful. know if they even played them. That's fair. But like, I'm, that's not even a joke. Yeah. They were supposed to be on like ESPN Plus, and they were supposed to. No one knows what yeah. happened. That's odd. USA Very Rugby, odd. right? Yeah, weird. Well, we pay our dues but, to them. <laughs> no, but American Raptors, though, I would love to see a few more Iowa guys on there. That'd be cool. That brings me to my next question. Hmm. Think anyone from Iowa State might. Play for the Raptors someday, or is there any Iowa State guys that want to declare for the draft too this year? Yeah, not this year. This year's kind of a weird gap where our seniors between military service and Mm -hmm. just you know, I mean, you heard Wes and Cahill talk about it. It, You know, 
Next year is the year where we've got, you know, Alex Geyser, who you mm. guys are very familiar with. Yeah. Um, Ryan Schneider's got two more years. It's kind of a weird gap in between guys. And I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Alex Geyser get a look at the next level. Yeah. I mean, 6'5 prop locks don't grow on trees. No, <laughs> not at all. Well, not we, that don't move to that caliber yeah. either. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Know? No, that's, that's something too, like, I feel like PR sevens too. I mean, because you were saying like you have your five eight army, you yeah. know, and I'm sure like <laughs> MLR. I feel like is very big on metrics and measurables and measurables, yeah. which is kind of like sucks. Like, you want to see guys? It's like some guys can just ball out no matter yeah. what their measurables it's like, are. I mean, like if you have to look at measurables, like then you would miss out on guys like Darren Sproles, for instance, you know, or like a Miles Sanders. Like those guys are smaller in stature but they're mm-hmm. you know studs in football so right danny woodhead danny woodhead yeah yeah but like yeah i feel like pr sevens i mean is that something that maybe they have on their i mean at all? here's something i've been saying for years now you know with the Say success it. the iowa state guys have had you know they've gone against multiple guys who are capped on the sevens team multiple mm-hmm. guys who are playing in pr sevens mm-hmm. something's got to be true if they're winning these games. And I'm telling you, the coaching is not what's getting them there. We have good players. Yeah. And eventually, I think we'll start seeing those guys pop up. But mm-hmm. to beat those teams and compete against that talent, you mm-hmm. either have to be elitely coached or be elite talent. And I'm and telling you, you it's the latter. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the latter. <laughs> you heard it here first. Iowa State's head coach says... He's got really good players. Yeah. <laughs> you have some really Fun good fact, players. Fun fact, the national champions had some pretty good players. <laughs> no way. Weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like you need to give yourself some more credit because yeah. uh, you don't just show up in the playoffs year after year uh, after not being in the playoffs, sevens, fifteens, and it just keeps happening mm-hmm. over and over. Um, I'll say this. This is something I believe in is, you know, if you're a real good recruiter, it's going to get you in the playoffs. If you're a good coach, it's going to move you to the next round. I feel like that's yeah. kind of how I look at yeah. things where it's like a lot of rugby, and I think we all know this, where it's like you can get by with good athletes. You, you know, you can be yeah. in the arena. But once you face another team that has athletes of that caliber because you're going to run into them, that's when coaching takes over. So I think you need to give yourself some more credit. Because again, at least a little bit. Well, and yeah. <laughs> like you don't win a national title because again, all those clubs you played this past weekend had the same. I'm gonna say it like same level of talent. Yep. There, there had to be something because it's like, I mean, it might be a hair difference, but that hair difference is coaching. Like I'll say it. I'll say it for you. Ah. You have great players, but you. It's not like you just put them on a plane. Like, hey, good luck, guys. <laughs> Please bring back a trophy. <laughs> Put my name on it. Like, you didn't do that. You know, you were there. There was stuff that happened. Like the first 10 minutes of this conversation we had with you, you did some stuff and it had an impact. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, by the less than flattering photos of me that will live on the internet for forever now, uh, oh, I yeah, no, definitely was, I was saved there. That yeah. I saved that to Canva. I'm using it again. But, you know... When I took over at Iowa State, and I, I know I've told you guys this, and I've said it on this podcast before, you know, our goal was to turn Iowa State into a destination for local kids. We wanted mm-hmm. to make it 
at that time the organ of college rugby. Mm. Um, you know, you made a comment about our jerseys earlier. Yep. Yep. You know, the having all those jerseys is not by accident. You know, mm-hmm. kids love cool jerseys. Oh yeah, if you can put I love cool Instagram. jerseys, and I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm just saying too. If you look at this wall, even though we don't have video yet, I mean. You didn't bring us a gift to add to the wall, or yeah. I mean, shirts. Now this, for you us, know what? The old aunt would have. <laughs> at, at the open house from two to five next Saturday at Des Moines Rugby Clubhouse, <laughs> you can pre-order your national championship shirts. But I want a jersey. Yeah, maybe <laughs> there might be some of those too. We'll see. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, you know, we wanted to have cool jerseys, but also have a player-friendly system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where you know. Guys could have fun and flourish in something like that, and yeah, no, I think I think last weekend showed that we're well on the way to achieving that goal, and I, you know, I hope kids in Iowa know they have a four-year destination in the state of Iowa where they can get a really good degree, make a lot of money professionally with that degree, um, and play some good rugby along the way, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, this group of seniors has played a game in every single time zone in this country they've played in every corner of this country besides the northeast and you know they've had some great experiences along the way the lower 48 yeah if we're gonna say maine and alaska (laughs) don't count yeah i was gonna say hawaii (laughs) you were a middle school social studies teacher no i was a math teacher oh you were the math teacher okay gosh no, all kidding aside no you're 100 right though i i love to you've always said this too like we are a club sport that will give you a varsity experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fact that you're like, oh, yeah, I know we're in San Jose. We're in Boulder. Uh, you guys were in Texas, too, Houston. right? Houston. I yep. couldn't remember which We've one We've been it was. to New Orleans, yep. Atlanta, Minneapolis. I mean, everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Iowa City. Uh, Columbia, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You, again, throw a dart at a map. You're, you're close. Yeah. So, yeah, if a, if a high school kid's listening or a coach like what a cool experience to give to a kid to be like, hey, you know, you could have this. Well, and your parents can watch you. Your grandparents can mm-hmm. watch you. I mean, there's a lot of it, and you know, if anyone's interested, you know how to get a hold of me at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, and I think one thing that's cool about rugby is is all the social things that happen yeah, with yeah. it. And like you said, at the Des Moines Clubhouse coming up this weekend. On Saturday, what time is that at again? Two to five. Two to five. Two to five. It's like an open house. You don't have yep. to be there too. Just pop in. What up? Kiss some babies. Are there gonna be any babies there? Oh, probably. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, Murphy. Yeah, I'll bring Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. But yeah, uh, did you see the wombats? We announced we're doing some social stuff. This I summer? did see that. And Dude, some of them are on my summer. calendar. Yeah, Friday, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I went this past weekend to check out the food truck Friday for mm-hmm. Clive. Yeah, and we're gonna do that June second. Dude, it's awesome. There's yeah. like seven food trucks, beers. It took thirty seconds to order a beer. Where do they post up all these food trucks at and stuff? Uh, Campbell Park. Campbell Park. Okay. So it, it's super easy to get to family friendly like we were in between softball fields and we mm-hmm. set up a little camp kobe was playing on a on a softball field yep. murphy was chilling on a blanket but we got gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches and nice. then we had some like craft beers from uh oh what is it uh what's that it's like navy blue cans from iowa uh big grove oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yep okay. yep uh and then next sunday june 4th intra city sevens 
They're having their draft yeah. up in River City. Uh, Thursday, June 8th, we're going to the Farmer's Market in Valley Junction. Tuesday, June 13th, Iowa Cubs game. $1 hot dogs. I think we should do the 999 challenge. You know what that is? No. I've never been to an Iowa Cubs game, so. Well, this is just baseball. You know uh, what it is? Baseball challenge? I have I'm an idea, the, but I'll let you tell it. I'm only in the Wade Boggs challenge. That's my only. Well, this is in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. 999 is nine hot dogs. Nine beers in nine innings. Every inning you eat one hot dog and you drink one beer. Oh, dude, that sounds like a terrible battle. The first four <laughs> innings aren't dude. bad. Yeah, you, you know, like in your head, like, I can do that. I mean, any, like they, they're long. And then you have a three up, three down, and you're like, oh, God. I got to <laughs> chug this beer. And you're like, you I can slam this hot dog. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I can do that. And then you're like, yeah, do it nine times. And you're like, oh, let's do it. Why nine dogs, though? That just seems because there's nine innings, Phil. No, I mean, but nine, like, nine, nine. No, I get that, but it's like nine dogs. What, like, you want it to be the nine, nine, seven? Yeah, I don't know. That just but, seems like or, a lot of Phil, dogs. That you can like go no dogs. buns. Nine, nine, three, three and, and a half of an extra ketchup. Yeah, what? that sounds weird. Oh, I'm just not a big hot dog guy. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Well, then you're a loser because <laughs> you're not going to win. <laughs> uh, and then on Saturday, June seventeenth, we're going to go to an Iowa Barnstormers game. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And then the next day, June... Oh, no, I have a typo. <gasps> Mr. Gray, you didn't proofread it? No, I do. I can't. Javi didn't proofread. Damn it. Well, I can't <laughs> read. So I put Sunday, June, but instead of an E, I put a 2. June 18th, it's Father's Day. We're going to go to Pally's and Clive, our home bar. We're going to watch the Houston Sabercats versus New England Free Jacks at 12.30 p.m. That'd be good. So... Yeah, I kind of threw that out there because I'm like, hey, I'll bring my kids, my family. We'll yeah. watch an MLR match. We'll be at Pally's. We'll have some beers. Saturday, June 24th, Block Party 7s. And then June 30th at Waterworks Park. Have you guys been to this? The Des Moines Beer Garden? Yes. Oh, I've heard about it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Family friendly. Yep. Like, you can have kids. It's like, it's just, it's a cool atmosphere. They have live music. It's cool. So our whole thing is... None of these are rugby events, mm-hmm. other than like the Pally's one and the block party. Yeah, but oh. like get together with friends. You don't have to go to everything. Yeah, just show up. And like, we want people from everywhere: Des Moines guys, guys from out of town who are just visiting, women's players, high school. Like, just show up, hang out. You know, it'll yeah. be fun. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to do that. We got a few sevens matches. It'll be good. Yeah, fun. I'm looking forward to this summer. It just kind of feels like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It feels like it might have a little bit more time to do some fun stuff. So, with the guys and yeah, it'll with be the good. Boys. With the boys, yeah, no, yeah. it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. And then on Saturday, June 24th, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., there is a girls' rugby clinic. 14 years old to 18 year old, non-contact. It's coached by former USA Collegiate Sevens coach. Jenny Hansen and former USA player Libby Berg with the Metropolis Valkyries and it's going to be at the Des Moines Rugby Clubhouse presented by Des Moines University Medicine and Health Sciences so sign up for that high school girls camp you are getting a former USA 7's college coach and a former USA player I mean that's huge everybody should go to that Pick Girls. up some tidbits too to bring back to your own, you know, team as well. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and it's free. 
Oh, it's even better. Even better. Speaking of girls rugby, uh, Cameron Carpenter, she goes to the University of Iowa. She received the 2023 MPA Outstanding Student Award. Cameron excelled academically and demonstrated the capacity to pursue equitable and sustainable solutions to public policy issues. She also served as an American Sign Language peer tutor and as a volunteer assistant coach for the women's rugby team. Oh, they have two national tournaments under their belt. She is a positive role model and leader. Congratulations from the University of Iowa School in Planning and Public Affairs. And do you know anything about this kid? No, Cameron, she's a really good kid. I had the chance to work with her with uh, Kelsey McDowell back in the day when we were uh, doing the Hawkettes together. Cameron's a very impressive young lady, and, you know, she's going to go far in life. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's cool, too. Like, we were we were looking up on the, the Facebook page for Iowa Youth Rugby, and I was like, hey, there's a girls' camp. And then I was like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to read this. Like, hey, I've worked with her before. Yeah, like, no, great kid. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise you that she's getting honored. Not even in the least bit. No. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I, I think that, too, like speaks to the, the character of mm. some rugby people yeah. where it's like pretty cool stuff happening, you know? Yeah. 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 Love it. I love it, too. No, a lot of stuff happening this summer. Again, Ant, congrats Thank on you. winning a national title. Even though, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it back up. Maybe I'll have to post the video. I feel like there's one championship you let slip through your fingers. Well, that, that's why I was yelling at Roe to make the ball dead so much. I, I know what it's like to snatch <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, there they were. The San Francisco 49ers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and the Jacksonville Jaguars had the ball driving to win the game. And the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars forgot to hit timeout. So the game was tied and it went to overtime. Oh, this is Madden League. <laughs> <laughs> this is Madden League. And maybe Ant was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And Mr. Gray was coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I forgot to hit timeout. But then Ant had to kick the kickoff to me. And I returned it for a touchdown. <laughs> It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And I didn't even, I don't think I did anything skilled on that kick return. I just like kind of weaved a little bit. But still to this day, uh, that, that means a lot to me. And it was watched live by couples and couples of people. Easy. And I think <laughs> you guys had the mic with each other too during that. Uh, well, I think my mic was on until he started returning it. And then <laughs> that mic did not exist anymore. I think I had a little buzz going. And it was really funny, too, because you could see people were commenting on the side. Uh, Tom McClyman and Luke Schmidt, and they're just like, Gray, you're an idiot. And I completely, I was like, hey, like, time out, time out. And it wouldn't hit time out. And I'm like, I was at, like, what? I, I, I was in field goal range. Like, you were I, at, like, the 15, maybe. Yeah. Should have won the game in regular time. And I'm just cussing up a storm. Like, this is ridiculous, whatever, whatever. And then he kicks it off to me as I'm complaining. I scored a touchdown. <laughs> but I, at that wedding I was at, I was sitting next to Joe Benchoff, a high school friend of mine. He was in the old Madden League. We used to play Madden football together. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Joe says we need to bring it back. Yeah. NCAA football 2025. Sponsored, sponsored by the B-Side Boys. <laughs> the B-Side Boys sponsor a NCAA football and Madden League. 
spinoff podcast breaking down that week's games. <laughs> breaking down week to week. Yeah. <laughs> you realize if we did that, I would drop the B-side boys immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Phil. You guys sorry. had a good run. Yeah. Uh. Simulated football games are way more important. Well, when Airquake <laughs> comes involved, yes. <laughs> oh, that it was so much fun. So much fun. Me and Ann and I were like the only two in the Super Bowl. It ever. was, yeah. I, I heard. I heard a lot of complaints from the basement. I, <laughs> I, I one time from... had to play the computer in the Super Bowl because Gray got upset and then whoever beat Gray lost to the computer. Nice. We Love have, it. We have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Not every year's a, you know, a good one. So. <laughs> Phil, didn't you try to play a game once? No. Mm. No, I didn't. I used to always play DeAndre or whatever, like randomly before like you go out. I'd, I'd usually beat him all the time, and it always made him mad. Yeah, I miss the man. I do too. There's something about it, man. Nothing like spending 12 hours a week playing fake football with your <laughs> friends. You know what? I'll tell you this. I made Excel spreadsheets to like look at my roster to make sure I was like under the cap, and I, I like I, I was next level, man. Yeah, that's why I never paid a quarterback. Never paid. System or quarterbacks. Hmm. And then Troy Apke. No, Penn State that. legend. <laughs> I was going to say, I have no idea what that even is. <laughs> you never will. White guy played defensive back super fast. I moved him to running back, and I ran the triple option. I ran for like 3,000 yards in a season. <laughs> <laughs> and people got pissed because like, you're just running up the stats, and then, then I'd boost his points up. and. I love that. It was it was really shitty of me. <laughs> I was the only person that ever got accused of boosting stats by running the ball. Dude, didn't she used to like put Nate Ebner on like the edge there all the time and get like a ton of sacks with him or oh, something too? Yeah, no, Nate Ebner was my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was all about finding guys who had like certain stats that like you could like exploit the game. And then I would take Nate Ebner, who didn't have good overall stats. So his contract was the bare minimum. Yeah. And then I would user him. I would play as him because I'm a genius. <laughs> okay. I would get like, I don't know, 40, 60 sacks a season. And uh, it was real cheap. And uh, yeah, people didn't like how I played. <laughs> I would do a nickel formation, double A gap blitz. I bring six to seven every single time. Seven people blitzing every time. Hmm. People didn't like it. I can't. You can only imagine why. Yeah. And then Ant figured out, oh, if you if you throw a wheel route to your running back, who has a ninety-seven speed, uh, Tevin Coleman, the goat. Yeah, it beats <laughs> it beats a seven-man rush every time. <laughs> yeah, no, it got me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I miss it. I do too. Yeah, we'll uh, get it back. Yeah, yeah, someday. No, Phil. Mr. Gray. I think it was a good one. It was good, yeah. We had celebratory cigars. We didn't even talk about when we did them. Mm. Yeah, we just kind of lit them in between, episodes, <laughs> or in between takes. So. Yeah, no, eh, whatever. Huh. It's fine, we still had them. Thanks for bringing them. Yeah, no problem. Mm, it's high five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was oh, bad. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, high fives <laughs> all around. <laughs> Ant, final thoughts. Wrap us up here. Bring us home. No, you know, thanks for having me, guys. You know, it means a lot. We did this preseason. We talked about some things, and, you know, the boys went out and achieved it. You know, yeah. just really glad to coach, you know, all the guys 
you know, the sevens guys won it, but the fifteens guys also got, you know, mm-hmm. to the big dance too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, two and one. I mean, that's nothing to hang their heads about. I mean, yeah. that's that's an insane season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we had a lot of fun along the way oh, yeah. too. So you know, I just hope everyone that's listening comes out Saturday, celebrates the guys. You know, two to five, very family friendly. I, I'm sure that the doors will not close at five. So <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> so, you know, come out, have some fun. You know, like I said, it'll be family friendly. There's not going to be any rugby songs sung before five or anything crazy like that. You know, we really just want to welcome everyone into, you know, our little chunk of the rugby world. And mm. celebrate the guys who earned it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly. Yeah, you know. no, I mean, the boys earned it. They, you know, they went to a tournament where you're either a conference champion or a runner-up in a very good conference. And... They're the last team standing. Mm-hmm. Phil, is there anything else you want to say to Ant? Well, I'm just really proud of you and your guys, and it was a really fun season just seeing how you know it all came together for you guys. And yeah, I'm just really happy for you and Iowa State. It's awesome. I Thanks, love Billy. It. Is, is there anything else you want to say to Ant about him and his guys who might be graduating? I'm not going to actively recruit anybody. <laughs> Am I missing something here, Mr. Gray? I thought you were going to be like, hey, how come you can't send one of them to us? Like, well, I want them to do whatever's best for them. God damn it, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a good answer. And that's why you're the best. Yeah. Oh, like, stop, you're stop. Good. You're good. You compared me to Travis earlier, so I was like, oh, that felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll still say Travis sends better memes. Yeah, he's just better than me in general, but it's fine. I know, I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got that out of the way. Why did we spend two hours doing this podcast? It took us this whole time to get there. No, uh, Ant, really do appreciate yeah. it, and you're always welcome. Uh, if there's anything you ever want to like share, get off your chest here, or promote anything, love you, man. Love what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, especially, too, I feel like, you know, as a former collegiate club coach myself, <laughs> like, there's a lot that goes into it and the fact that you know you've done it for a while now Mm. and you've taken this club to this level i guess my last question is you know what's next what's the plan like going into the next year have you even thought about this my last question in the interview kind of big like as we've been joking around here but like i i meant to ask this earlier like what what is the mindset going into fall of 2023 well, I mean, before, so the morning before the semifinals and finals, I wrote out what I was going to say to the guys afterwards, and I sent it to the parents that weren't there so they could make sure that I didn't change it based mm-hmm. on the outcomes. But what I told the guys was, you know, trophies were never going to define them, right. and I think that's a really good way to look at the future here. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal was always to give kids from Iowa a four-year opportunity where they could have you know every experience they could want and you know we're going to keep working to do that and if we keep doing things the right way and you know history repeats itself there's a chance to win trophies at right. the end of it but the goal is always going to be you know putting the players first getting them a good degree mm. um and then you know just building this thing love it love it love you huh. love, love you. you too love you <laughs> my aunt thank you again man thank appreciate you appreciate it brother Appreciate you guys having me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
And now here's the point of the show where we all kiss. Ah, finally. Or is that just part of the show? been waiting for this for three hours. <laughs> well, I'm glad the mic's off. Oh, <laughs> uh, Phil, how you feeling? I'm good, you. 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 Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs. 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. Yeah.